Rory, bro. What's going on, brother? I'm good, brother. Back for more. Yeah, round two, bro. Round two, baby. Fuck. A lot happened, eh? Yeah, bro. A lot, but then not a lot at all either. <laughs> <laughs> a lot's happened in the world, but... Yeah, well... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, um, I was supposed to introduce you. This is Rory, Mr. RuPaul. The Highlander. See, that's another thing about having the... Um, that's another thing about having these headphones on, dude. You don't like it, eh? No, not at all. No, I, was, I just don't like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Neither do I, man. Fuck. No, but you're a professional, man. Nah, I'm not, man. Nah, nah, nah. You've done enough of these now to get used to your oh, own well, voice, do you know? Oh, fuck, this is probably like number 12, I think. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You've yeah, flying man. through them. Do you reckon? Yeah, definitely, bro. I don't know. I just do them because it's like... Um, they're cool. They're, you know, this is cool. Just yeah, having, definitely, having, definitely. Having a chat with someone, eh? And when you, when you messaged me months ago and you said what you, what you were saying is um people are losing the the, the the communication skills and people are not talking as much as they used to and that kind of struck a note with me i was like you know you're right and this is a brilliant way of communicating and mm. of letting people know your story and of just yeah man fucking there's so many podcasts out there too man like, yeah, about yeah. everything eh? like this sometimes it's a bit daunting there's so many of them though you, you stick to what you know mm. there's probably so many so much that you know it's like netflix eh? you don't yeah, know yeah to, totally, totally you turn it on you don't know yeah, what to watch yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of junk out there too oh you yeah sift through the junk well hopefully this isn't junk, eh? <laughs> <laughs> probably not but I'm a, dude this so is a premium yeah this is a premium fucking yeah podcast for everybody dude so what have you been doing, man? You've been sitting on a tractor for. I've the been last sitting on a tractor for just about ten weeks. Yeah. Uh, doing the harvest. So uh, I've been off for two weeks now. We we got finished about two weeks ago. Mm. But it was a long stint, very long yeah. stint, um, big Do, days. So so like, can you explain what happens on a harvest, Because I have no fucking idea. So we harvest wheat, barley, granola, and basically I, I drive the chaser bin. Yeah. So you've got the the header or the harvester, whatever you want to call it. Mm. It goes along and it, I just drive along beside it yeah. and then it, it gets full depending on what crop it is. So it's got a five ton box on top of it. Mm. And once that box gets full, it empties on the move and it empties into my trailer. I pull up beside it, the arm comes out. Uh-huh. and it, So they, the, 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 the key is not to stop. The harvester never wants to be stopping. And how long does this thing run for? Like all day? All day, all day. How big is the field, dude? Oh, what did we have? I think we had 7,000 7, hectare. Jesus. That's a lot, of, a lot of crop. And and this year it's been a bumper crop, so some of the yields are almost double what they were last year. Fuck, is Just because a... all the rain we've had. Oh, it's yeah. been such a good season. So that means that the, har- the header's having to go a little bit slower and it's taking a little bit longer because mm. the crop's that full that it can't go through the machine as quick. Oh, Obviously, okay. the less crop you've got, mm. the uh, quicker you can go. Yeah, it's like a lawnmower. If you've got a big load of grass, you're gonna have to go a lot slower than if you've just taken off a few mil off the top. Oh, okay. Just a big lawnmower, basically. Fucking so just like all day, just all day long. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. All day for how long? Well, this took about ten weeks. Ten weeks in total. Just to pull the harvest. Just to pull the harvest. And yeah, we, we had a few breakdowns. Maybe had uh, two weeks. We maybe lost two weeks with just doing breakdowns and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but in the end, we ended up buying a new, we bought two headers. He had such a good season this year that he bought a new header. He bought a half a million dollar header. Yeah. Um, with the plan of having two headers on the go just to get the harvest done quicker. Yeah. And it still went longer than it should have went. And then he's going to sell the old one. But all the farmers have made a killing this year. They've made so much money. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, farmers live in debt. They're constantly in debt. But out uh, east 
a lot of the farmers out east, they're going to write their debt off this year because the harvest has been that, sure. that big and that good. So it's been good for them. Meanwhile, COVID's fucked everyone else in other places. Eh? Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. Has have you ha, um, has your farm been affected by the supply chain? Thing? No, that's the, the only problem is yeah, the supply chain. That's your stuff. If if something breaks down, all your parts are coming from over east or yeah, from yeah. China. So that's mm. been a big hold up. Um, and there were strikes at the Frio docks too. Uh, we that new header that we bought it came into Frio to begin with. Yeah, but they were striking at Frio. There's some strikes going on over pay. So it got sent all the way to South Australia, yeah, and it got unloaded in South Australia, and then had to get brought in across the Nullarbor. Holy shit! Yeah, so little things like that, yeah, and that was all COVID related, I think. Mm. So, so it has had an effect, but not not as big an effect as as um, a lot of people. I mean, we're out in the country, so yeah, there's only so much it can affect you. Know, How much? Um, so do you have? Do you watch like normal TV and stuff like that down there? Um, like the, like so the, do you follow the news and yeah, like I do, I do. Um, but I was getting angry at the news. I was getting angry at it this year. Yeah, yeah I just think it's all lies, mate. I think the whole thing is yeah. lies. And even mm. I, I was kind of part of it a, a little bit. I, I've never trusted the media, and um, mm. I'm unvaccinated. And I, I, we went to a few. Um, I went to a march about oh, Near the start of harvest, I had a weekend off. I had the one weekend I had off, I went to a march in the city, and there was over eighty thousand people there. Holy! And shit. I remember listening to the news mm. the next day. Was this sorry, dude? Was this a match in Frio or in the? No, city? this was in the city. Okay. I've been to one in Frio uh, last week. I went to one in Frio. Yeah. Um. But anyway, this one in the city, the the next day on the news, there was eighty thousand people there. It was it was packed, man. It was Fuck. like it was it was a football stadium plus. Easy, and uh, on the news that night they were saying, "Oh, there was only five thousand people there, and that um, people have been starting trouble. There was no trouble at all, and they were calling us Nazis." And oh, I, I just oh. realised that, like, I, that, I, I never trusted the media, but to actually be part of it with something like that, where they're blatantly yes. lying, yeah, 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 um, that really rocked me a little bit. And I'm just, yeah, I've, I've been getting angry, bro. Fuck, has that sort of fueled the decision for you to? Do what you're gonna do, like travel, like drive. Yeah, away. definitely, definitely. I mean, a lot of the things have aligned. Obviously, um, I'm gonna lose my job at the end of the month. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I would have lost it if, um, yep, if um, I didn't. If the harvest wasn't done, I would have lost it. Um, oh, if it of, carried on and well, it went past the mandate, yeah, yeah, dates and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, so, okay. yeah. so you're lucky that um, um, you finished the harvest just before the date of. Yeah, pretty much. And then as soon as the harvest is finished, you, you blow all the machines down, you get everything sorted, and then all the farmers have a holiday. Because you've been going flat out for yeah, yeah. nine, so, ten weeks, and it's big days, so it's... Um, so how long do you have... Um, did they have off, or will they have off? They'll have two weeks off. Oh, then straight back into straight it. Straight back into it, yeah, yeah. To start for the next year. Oh. But even even this is, this is actually something that's really affected farmers with COVID, which is um, the supply of fertiliser. Mm. Um so fertilizer co- costs a lot. So, say you're getting five hundred dollars to a ton of um, granola, for example. Mm. Um, it actually costs maybe hundred and fifty dollars per ton to fertilize that that crop. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you're taking hundred and fifty dollars off straight away off that five hundred. Yeah. For the fertilizer, yeah. then you're taking money off for fuel, everything, obviously machines, yeah. blah blah blah. But um, so. All, like I was saying, all the farmers have had this bumper crop this year. Mm. But what China have done, China control the fertiliser market. They've uh, basically bumped their prices up double. 
So what it cost us this year, 150 bucks to um, fertilise the crop mm. per tonne. Now it's going to cost us 300 bucks. So all the profits that the farmers have made this year are kind of just going to get, everyone's so ecstatic, but now it's kind of all going to get undone because China have just bumped up the fertiliser prices oh, for next year. Oh, shit. Are you coming back for this harvest, for the next harvest? Well, that's the plan. I told them I would be back, yeah. yeah. Mm. So I'm going to do my travels, but I'm going to come back to Perth. Perth's still home, and mm. this is where my friends are, where I've built up a repertoire with everyone in business and yeah. uh, work and whatever you want to call it. So I'll definitely be back. Um <sighs> How crazy is this fucking COVID and mandate I know, shit? Man, I know, oh, I man. know. I feel very lucky that I've got people that people around me who kind of think it's all bullshit too. I'm not, not saying the whole thing is bullshit, but I think the, mm. the mandates are bullshit. I don't think anyone should be forced to put anything into their body. And yeah, yeah. Um, I've been lucky enough to... <clears throat> I remember just uh, when it first came around, obviously we've been living in WA until a few months ago, we've not had any any pressure on us. We've just been living this good life. Yeah, yeah. And I've just been able to watch the UK and watch all my friends and family and just the inconsistency between everything, the lies, the crap, the, mm. the scaremongering, the fearmongering. Since day one, I've said, I don't trust this. Yeah. This is fishy. And I feel very strongly. I'm like, even now, they're trying to mandate us to get the vaccine. I'm quite happy to not get it and go through a little bit of shit and yeah. maybe struggle for a little bit. Mm. Not that I'm going to struggle, I'm just going to go on holiday for three months. <laughs> I mean, that's as big as my struggles are going to get. That puts it into perspective. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, now's our time to have a little bit of struggle, but I feel like it's, it's yeah. warranted. You know, it, and yeah. our struggles still aren't as bad as, mm. as what, what half the world's had. Yeah, oh, man. It's just because we're so isolated, eh? Everyone knows that. Like, yeah. fuck. We're just getting mandated now. Like, well, pe people are. Have you um seen the latest uh, like um stats on the new cases and stuff like that here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of exposure sites. I know yeah, a lot of exposure, exposure sites. sites down in Margaret River. There's exposure sites out east. Like, um, I think they said 15 new cases. Yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, they're stacking bodies over in the UK. Yeah, like, bro. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. still happening over there. So but I, I still know. don't believe. I don't believe all I, the numbers. I don't yeah. believe that 90% of WA is vaxxed. Yeah, that's very hard to believe when there's 80,000 people marching against it. Exactly, you know? and that's the people that can make it to the march. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, a lot of the people on those marches were, they, a lot of them were vaccinated, yeah. but they were still saying that we need freedom of choice and yeah. you shouldn't make our kids get vaccined. Yeah. And, but even even again, let's, let's say half of them were, um, half of them were um, vaccinated, unvaccinated. Um that's the people that can make it to those marches, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of them are working, stuck. Yeah, in, exactly, you know, like, exactly. Yeah, everyone's doing stuff. I but just believe the numbers. I just believe they're saying, oh, we're 95% vaxxed, 5% need to get vaxxed, blah, 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 just to, to make it sound like we're the minority when I don't really believe we are the minority. Mm. Well, I think we are the minority, but not as small a minority as they say. Mm. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Man, like, um, did you see when he made that announcement, when Mark McGowan made the announcement that the borders aren't going to open on the 5th of Feb? And, oh, man. Yeah, bro. Like, everyone just chimed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the people are ready for the borders to be opened, I think. Yeah, because people coming, people wanting to come back home, people yeah. wanting to go see their family. And yeah, like, yeah, you know, exactly. you got family exactly. overseas, you know what it's like. That's the only reason, Um, that's the main reason. That we we all got vaccinated, you know, yeah, because we want to be able to travel and see our family. Yeah, exactly. And yep. Yes, it's it's shit that we we're being forced into that. Like our hands are being forced, but yep. bro, like um, 
if it's a means to an end, if it's a means for us to see our our family, yeah, yeah, then we got, you know, we have to do. It. We do anything to see our family. You know, that's where totally. we are with this, and that's what um, fueled our decision. Like, obviously, like we. The next thing was, you know, having to get it to keep our jobs and mm. shit like that. Yeah, we need money, da 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 da, or whatever. But the main thing was to be able to travel to see our family because, yep. we, bro, we planned on going going back to see our family, man. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. the, we went last year, right? And um, that was the first time in eight fucking years, man. Mm-hmm. And it was just too much; like we just couldn't handle it. We tried to squeeze eight years in two weeks, man. That's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. impossible. Um, so you want to go back pretty soon, do you? Well. We we were hoping to go maybe this year sometime. Yeah, but uh, I'm not too sure. We're vaccinated. Well, on the on paper we can fly, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. guess. But now there's this booster shit, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think <laughs> the boosters hey. put a lot of people off. I mean, it's yeah. like, well, when's this going to stop? Is it mm. four? Is it five? Is it six? Is it seven? No, we've done what we said. We've done what you asked us to do. Yeah. And now you're asking us for more and more and more yeah. and more. When does it stop? Mm. Yeah, you know, man. everyone everyone rolled up their sleeves. Hey, let's do it for Australia. Let's do it yep. for the community. Mm. But now, when they're just if they're going to keep forcing it and forcing it and forcing it more and more and more, then mm. I think people are just a bit over it now. To be honest, yeah. I think that third the third uh, vaccine kind of rocked a lot of people. You know, it's really funny about this conversation. Us two talking about being vaccinated in this country. We're not from this country. I know, I know. <laughs> and I think a lot of people, when I tell them I'm vaccinated, they're like, "Well, you're a guest in this country." Yeah, you're a fucking guest. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. should be getting it. We're not. We're not citizens. We're we're um, what do they call it? We're um, for tax purposes, permanent residents. Yeah, for yeah. Tax purposes, so we can stay here as long as we contribute. Yeah, and, and I feel like know. I do contribute, and I feel. Oh man, much more than so many other people yeah, I know, yeah, bro. Yeah. Fucking hell. I've given blood, sweat, and tears for this country. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah but hey, man, and it's given me so much more in return. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's you know, and you're about to embark on some more, some more. Um, yeah, bro, I'll get so excited. Good memories about it. and yeah, fuck, dude. So your car, man. Old Bessie died on you? Yeah, she never died to me, mate. So <laughs> she's uh, been put out to pasture on the oh, farm. Oh shit. She's gonna stay out there and uh, live the good life and. I know uh, we've got, I've got a plan to um, once I've been down to Margaret River, maybe when I'm passing through, I'm gonna spend mm. a few weeks in Perth and I'm, before I head up north. And um, so you're you're sorry. Dude, so for people that are listening, because um, quite a, like uh, I had a few people reach out and that had listened to your story the first time. Yeah, really. And they're like, "Man, this guy's fucking what a cool story, man!" Yeah, and I'm like, "Man, he's you need it. to meet him because he's even, like he's even better in real, you know, in person, eh?" Um, yeah, so I, I just gave them a, a brief rundown on like how we met and your journey to the farm and stuff like that. Um, so are you going to come go travel and then come back for the next harvest? So that's the plan, yeah. So probably before the next harvest. I'm going to yeah. go head down to Margaret River tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, why, um, I'm gonna can I just ask you why? What's down in Margaret River? Why? Well, what, What's calling you down there? So I went down, I've, I've been, I, I love Perth, I love it, and this is my home, and but I do... Even when I've been living in, in Perth, I've enjoyed working on the farm. I enjoy the country life. I enjoy the open yeah. spaces. I enjoy mm. uh, being out in nature, really. And yeah. so we went down. I went down to a, a bush doof in uh, Margaret River at, at New Year. A what, sorry? A bush doof. Can you explain what the fuck that is? Well, it, it was my first one, but it's, it's just yeah. a b- big rave in the woods, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. man, a bush doof, doof can mean so many different things <laughs> <for it. laughs> Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It can't mean anything. Well, bro. there is a lot of things go on in a bush, dude. You could probably make it whatever you want it to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty, um, should I have been, Should I have um, sanitized my hands uh, after definitely. shaking your hands? <laughs> <laughs> so I went down there and uh, I had a blast, mate. I was down there for three, four days, and 
I've been down to Margaret River quite a lot. My yeah. ex-girlfriend used to have a holiday house down there and spent a bit of time down there. I do love the place. Mm. And, um, yeah, and so we came home at New Year and then after New Year and then I was thinking about it in my head because I do, I, it's very, there's a big Bart Parker, I'm saying Bart Parker in inverted commas, there's a big Bart yep. Parker scene down there. And um, I did feel like when I went down there, that's they're the people that I enjoy being around the most. They're the people that understand what it's like to live like myself. Mm. There's people that you can relate to. Yeah, well, people I, that know the highs, the lows, the living abroad with no family. Yeah, that kind of bro. Thing. Yeah, yep. yeah. And it is almost more of a community vibe down there. And mm. um, so I, I came home from that just with a, a real yearning to 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 experience that and live that life mm. properly. Yeah. And um, as much as I've travelled around Australia, I've never actually just took time off work for three, three, four months and just indulged in that kind of life. And mm. the time is right. I mean, like I say, these mandates are coming in, so I'm going to be jobless. Um, um, and then when I came home at New Year, we got a, a message from the, the landlord saying the lease was coming to an end on our house. And I think the girls are going to take it over, but it just everything just seemed like it, it, when I when I heard we were losing the lease on the house, I was like, "This is a sign. This is a sign that you should go down there and you should yeah. um, do it." So oh. that's what I'm going to do. So have you plotted out like where you're where you're going after that? So not really. I'm going to start off in Dunsborough and then just work my way down from there. Fuck yeah. And you're going to be travelling for the next couple of months, just driving. Well, that's the plan. I'll, I'll try and pick up work where I can. Mm. Um, I've had a big year of working, a big year and a half of working. I've saved up a lot of money. Mm. I've bought that new car. Yeah. I'm, um, nice big uh, new rims on it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> got the rooftop tent, got it all kitted out. Oh, nice, man. Um, yeah, the, the time's right. I think the time just feels right to do it. And mm. Like I say, I've travelled Australia, but I've never just took that time off. And I've always went like job to job, maybe. I had two weeks off and went job to job. And Yeah. Um, Fuck. So what's after Margaret River? Where are you going after that? So the plan is, well, the plan is to go to Dunsborough. I'm, yep. I'm doing it on my own. Um, pl- go to Dunsborough and meet some like-minded people and then mm. try and convoy down to Margaret River and then hopefully meet some more like-minded people. And then when the dry season comes up north, um, hopefully I'll find a convoy of people mm. who want to head up north to um, do the whole trail, do Exmouth. Um Kalbari, yep. uh, Shark Bay, Karajini. Damn, um, look at look at the smile on your face when you say that. <laughs> I know, bro, I get so excited. Um, that, that's a, that's a, like, a true testament to what Australia is for me. It's like a, a country where you can come over here and work hard and make money and, and take time off and be able to live this life. And mm. Yeah, it's pretty special. There's not many places you can do that. No, well, I mean, I haven't travelled like the world and stuff like that, but... Come in here, man. You can do whatever the fuck you want, eh? You can, bro. It's yeah. a land of milk and honey for me. Mm. That's what New Zealand was for a lot of, um, um, like, uh, Pacific Island people, right? Yeah, yeah. I like people from Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, and all of that. Yeah. Um, New Zealand was that for them. But yeah, now, yeah. oh, I, I see what's happening back there, dude, and it's like, fuck it. Yeah, what are they doing at the moment? Have they... Uh, what, We're COVID related. Are they are they locking down again? Yeah, or? they're going back into level four. I think level four red light lockdown. Man. Yeah, so right. She's incorporated some kind of fucking traffic light system. Like this is Jacinta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the prime minister. Yep. 
some kind of fucking traffic light system with level four lockdown. I think that means everyone stays home or everything's closed except for like um, grocery sh- uh, shops and stuff like that, like uh, Woolies and Coles and that would, yeah, right. would probably be the only places that are open. Um, and that happened last week, bro. Yeah, really? Yeah, their yeah, cases right. are, well, from what I've seen, obviously, again, touching on the conversation, we, like what, what you were talking about earlier was lies in the media and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much of the stuff I'm reading is true, but they're exactly. saying cases you don't know are, what to believe nowadays. Yeah, they're saying cases are going through the roof and our families are telling us, that, you know, they're telling us that they're just being locked down and they don't yeah, know, yeah, you know, yeah. like it's, it's, it's weird, man. I just feel sometimes that um, we're being told something and they're being told something else, you know, yeah, they, they live in the fucking country, they're being told something else and, well, so that's the same with um, with Victoria and what was going on in Victoria. Mm. Um, all the, the, the riots that were going on over there and the marches and uh, people getting locked down. You weren't hearing any of that over in WA. You're, yeah. If you're watching Nine News, you were hearing little snippets, but they weren't explaining it in full what was going on over there. Mm. You know, it was all kept very hush-hush. Yeah. And that's probably the same in New Zealand. Like yeah. you, you actually don't know what's going on somewhere, even in the UK or... Yeah. Uh, New Zealand or even in Australia you don't actually know what's going on on the other side of Australia unless you're living it because oh. you're only you're only you can only learn by what you're told yeah. and if the media are telling you their narrative it's yeah. not necessarily the way it is <sighs> even regarding the doctors I'm going to sound a bit radical here but I think <laughs> the whole thing is just um, a big push for the drug companies I just think they want to mm. make as much money as they can and I honestly think that this third um, third uh, dose mandate will be the the last one, but I, I think they just want to milk this for everything they can. I think the premiers are getting backhanders off the drug companies, and I, I, although everyone says listen to your doctors, with no without being disrespectful to doctors here, here I've had my experience with doctors, and yep. they 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 learn their narrative off the drug companies. Mm. They're paid off the drug companies, mm. then. Sorry, they just bring that bring that a little. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. Um, Everyone says listen to your doctor, but they're getting they're getting told what to say off the drug companies. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's like, um, for example, we'll talk about um, antidepressants. Everyone knows antidepressants are bad for you, but they'll give you a repeat prescription for life. Yeah. Everyone knows anxiety medication is bad for you. They'll give you a, re- a repeat prescription for life. And in my case, uh, when I was younger, I had um, I was doing a lot of running at the time. I had eczema, I started getting eczema on my eyelids, or yeah. this rash that I called eczema. Oh, we were talking about it before, eczema. eczema. Yeah, yeah, eczema. Did you, did you have asthma with that as well? Uh, I did when I was younger. I used to have asthma when I was younger, yeah. when I was a kid, but I got over that. Because apparently... Um, it's all linked. Yeah, they link together, having well, asthma. Because I had the same too, but you tell your story. Yeah, and allergies too. I think allergies are linked. And I, I, I'm allergic to some dogs and um, oh, shit. little things like that. Um, yeah. I think it's all linked. And without going into that specifically, I think that could be... Who knows what medication they were pushing on my mother when she was pregnant? You know, it's all linked. Uh, like, mm, I, um, I don't think it's natural to have. I don't think eczema or eczema or mm. all these allergies weren't a thing back in the day. It's a modern phenomenon, mm. you know, and it's all caused by drugs that they're giving people when they're pregnant or in their younger years. Anyway, so regarding my condition, um, yeah, I went to the doctor and he just gave me this uh, steroid cream. Yeah. Says so use that, gave it to me on repeat prescription. Did he give you hydrocortisol? Hydrocortisol, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put it all over my face. My skin was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'd do a bit more running, the rash would come back, so I'd put some more cream on my face. And yeah. then I used it for maybe three, four months. And then one day I started getting this deep, deep itch in my skin, an itch that I couldn't reach. Mm. And then put the cream on, it would go away. 
But then I started realizing that yeah, something something's not right here. Something's going on. This is it's getting worse. My condition, not better. Mm. Um, and I went back to the doctor, and he literally opened this book, and he just went, "Okay, we'll try." And he ran his finger down. We'll try this one. It's like a lucky dip. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Like he's looking in a dictionary for a word. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, yeah, his, yeah. Oh. Like, like when really he should have been saying, "Right, what uh, what is going on here?" Um, are you in contact with something that's giving you an allergy? Can you, can we yeah. take you away from whatever is making you, giving yeah. you this rash? Can you isolate you? You know, you should mm. do, be doing all these things. Instead, they were just giving me a cream to mask it up. Yeah. And then anyway, my body ended up getting addicted to this cream. Yeah. My my glands closed down in my body. My the glands that make you you make natural cortisone in your body, mm. and um, this cream actually, when you use it enough, your body stops making this cortisone because this cream's supplementing it yeah yeah. Okay. so that when you stop using these creams your body's not making the, the the oils yeah so it literally takes your body three or four months to kick start the system again oh. so you've yeah. got to go through a withdrawal period which is insanely painful yeah it's like when you've no oil in your face it's you can't yeah. describe what that's like i never slept for days at a time scratching my face off without getting into it it was nasty it was nasty it changed yeah. me as a person yeah um, so that's, that's my experience with doctors they don't actually they're not always looking out for what's best for you they're just giving you what the drunk companies say to give you you know what sucks man there are some good doctors out yeah, there yeah definitely definitely, definitely. You know, there's yeah, doctors yeah. that actually fucking care but they've been um, outnumbered by these company people you know yeah definitely. Uh, well that, that's my view on it anyway yeah yeah yeah. I'm the same as you man like when I was a kid I had I had eczema as well right really bad so bad I couldn't open my hands without splitting my skin and it bleeding. Yeah, right. So, and my parent, like, um, I was the only one though. Like, my my older brothers, yeah. my mum, my dad, perfectly good skin. Me, I'm there in a ball. Like, I couldn't even open my elbow. Like, I couldn't extend my arm. Couldn't open my fingers. I could barely open my eyes as well. Um, and the same thing. They, they took me to doctors. They tried uh, traditional medicine through, like, you know, Samoan kind of uh, healing kind of stuff. They tried all of that. Um. Same thing, man. Hydrocortisol, like my hands, like right, um, uh, like the skin is so thin that my hands look small. Yeah, it's because of that. I like, just thought it was that because you had your hands in uh, engines all day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, the skin's really thin on the me. So yeah. like, um, because the eczema was so bad, and I used so much of that. Yeah, yeah. The cream on it, like same as you. Yeah, bro. Like I, the skin would break. I'd close my fist, and then um, I'd. That's wash such it. a bad place to well, have it too, because yeah, because you same use with your hands. face. Yeah, there are places that move a lot. Dude, you know, man, anywhere like, that moves. You, you try like right, like you try spend like a week without your hands. You spend twenty four hours with no hands. See yeah, how you yeah, feel, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's what it was like, and yeah, I was bro. a kid, bro. My parents were so frustrated. They took me to doctor after doctor. But yeah, like um, same thing with you. The cream. Um, thin my skin so like uh, if I go to like just if I brush my hand against like a brick or something it'll just tear still the skin. to this day today it'll, yeah, really? it'll just uh, break and bleed yeah 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 because the skin's insane, so thin bro. I mean we're just two people like, we're just two people so this is happening world over you know yeah, what I mean like we're just two people that, yeah. don't realise and they're, they're trusting their doctors and they're yeah yeah uh, and I remember my mother screaming at me like this was back in the 80s though like yeah bro yeah like so the research I don't know how old are you now um 30 Oh, yeah. so I mean, the I think the amount of information that was available to the doctors back then was pretty much fuck all, right? Like, yeah, you know, so, but they're still so, pushing it on people. Yeah. I see cases to this day. I see it on the internet all the time. And I, if ever I see someone who complains about their skin on Facebook, I give them a little yeah. private message and say, "Here, have you looked at this? Have you looked at this website?" Yeah, That's what yeah. got me through. It was this website called Itsan uh, International Topical 
Steroid Addiction Network. And that got me through it. Their stories got me through it. It was I found yeah. this forum. This was back in the day. Like, so did you like um how old were you when it all said it's worse? Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. Um, and did you like um, go through this healing process by yourself? I did, and I remember my Parents mother. My, I was in, in tears. Like I, was, I wasn't sleeping for weeks, uh, not weeks, days on embryo because I couldn't literally put my face on the pillow because it was that red raw oozing. Like I say, the itch that could never be itched. Even oh. if I did fall asleep, I'd find myself scratching the hell out my face in my sleep. Yeah. And my mother was screaming at me, "You need to go to the doctors. Listen to the doctors." And I'm like, "No, I've, I've found." I, I sounded like a radical fruit loop at the time i found this cure on the internet mum. you know i found these people and she's like what you're nuts and then i ended up losing my job over it that's when i lost my job as an electrical engineer i just quit my job yeah and um it turned my whole life around it twisted my whole life and sent me in a complete different direction i actually believe so it took me about nine months to heal i quit my job never left the house for about nine months if i did leave the house i'd leave the house at night Mm. um oh just because i was too embarrassed to be out in public you know i went from this healthy full of life kids in the prime of my life to just this wreck of a man and um it scarred me and i believe for a few years after it i, I, I had like almost ptsd from it you know it was, it was, i was i was definitely affected by it and then when i did get better i just um i went on this rap mad rampage and i was smashing a lot of drugs and um all because like a rash hit. yeah i was meant to come to australia when i was 21 year old and i didn't come to australia because of that because position of that. But maybe that was a good thing because... So what age were you when it fully cleared, man? So it took you nine months to get over it. And yeah, find, yeah. Like you found this um, network of people that... I've been through, yeah, we're going yeah. through the same thing. Well, but the thing, it's all relative. So like there was people on this um, on this forum and they'd been putting the creams on their body since they were a kid. Mm. Sorry, what's this forum called again? Uh, ITSAN, I-T-S-A-N. What International Topical Steroid Addiction Network. Oh, okay, cool. And they Just also call it Red Skin Syndrome. Oh, cool. So if people are listening, you know, like you can... Yeah, definitely. Have a look. Yeah, and but some of the some of the stories are harrowing. And I know some people, like I say, it's all relevant. So if you've had this condition, if you've been using the creams, the steroid cream since a kid, say you've been using them for yeah. 20 years, mm. they reckon that your withdrawal period can be 10 years. Oh. The, the withdrawal period is meant to be half of what you used it for. Oh my God. So I've tried telling people who I definitely know have got this problem. Yeah. And they've been using this, the creams for 10 years I'm, And then you show them the information And they read the information And they're like What I've got to go through Five years of, of this And when you see the photos You'll, you'll see what I mean it's, it's, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy So now, like, is this like a Facebook group? Or um, can, like, to, to be honest I've not been on the website in years now But oh, so um, it, was, it was a forum It was an inter- internet forum When I first got onto oh, it It okay. wasn't Facebook But I, presu- I presume there will be Facebook groups yeah, now There's probably a group So I, if I Google that it's in Yep, yep, yeah, it'll come up yep. Oh, cool, cool I still make a donation I think I still make a donation of $5 a, a month or something to them Oh, awesome, man Yeah, bro but, um, I mean, without them I, I would I dread to think where I would be and mm. I'm so glad that I got through it when I was 21 as much as it was a hardship I was 21 I, I still had my whole life to get you know it'd be so much worse going through it now mm. than having to go through it as a 21 year old fuck but yeah man but look at your skin now man. I know bro it's yeah. perfect and, yeah. and yeah and that's a, it's a blessing and I, 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 yeah. I, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done because everyone was telling me not to do it listen to your doctors listen yeah. to your doctors and um I went out on a limb and I took a risk and it paid off. And I still put that down as one of the, the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And To come out of that. To come out and go and through it. The, just the, the mental strength, the pain. Like I would wake up, well, wake up, I'd just spend all night looking in the mirror, scratching my face, like looking at myself, almost going crazy. I, was, I went in through this like kind of psychotic stage, 
lack of sleep, lack of not no, doing the right thing. Yeah, like uh, the compounding effect of all those things, like no sleep, yeah, you know, no yeah. one helping you, you know, like it yeah, just totally. So I lost my job over it. I was meant to come to Australia, blah blah ah. blah. But I mean, I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was a turning point in my life. Although I did go a bit loopy for a while, mm. uh, or off the rails, maybe not loopy. Um, yeah, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot, and it made me very aware of what I'm putting into my body. And it, I was, I was always, I was always fit and always healthy. But that made me even more so. Like you, you got to be very, very careful of what you're putting in your body, and even what anyone's telling you to put in your body. You always double check it. Just yeah, man. You know, it made me very conscious about. I don't use, um, I don't use any soap. I use everything's like natural soap. I use yeah, natural shampoo. I'm the same. Like I use like um, like if I use body wash, it has to be like no perfume, uh, sensitive skin. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I look and read. I'm like, okay, I yeah, think this is gonna be okay. Um, dude, just tying the two topics together of um skin and vaccinations. Fuck, man. My first, I got the first jab, right? The first jab, probably like two or three days later, I got shingles, man. No way. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Like adult- used to get them off the carts on the farm. How dare you, man. <laughs> You've been rolling with the cats, man? <laughs> you mean you used to, used to roll around with dirty pussy? Oh, uh, uh, again. Uh, always partial to a dirty pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro, like, um, I broke out into rashes with shingles. Yeah, that's mad. Adult fucking um, uh, chicken pox is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess what they gave they, me? They've got the rings, don't they? It's the rings. Oh, this one oh, was... Oh, that's ringworm. Sorry, I'm thinking of ringworm. Oh, bro, what the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, man? <laughs> Sorry, bro. Take it off. <laughs> nah, like a like chicken pox. Yeah, tr- right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so red dots, you scratch it, they burst, and then like it spreads around your skin, right? Yeah. So I broke up with that, man. Yeah, it's wild. Like wild, eh? Yeah, yeah. And then I went. And how back, long did that last for? Probably a week. A week, really? Well, only because I jumped on it straight away, man. Like yeah, I went yeah. Straight to the doctor, I was saying, look, and I like um, I had used so stuff that I'd used for skin irritation you know, non-medical stuff, like yeah. stuff without like hydrocortisone and stuff like that. Um, I, I jumped straight, I went straight to the pharmacy, I was grabbing this, grabbing that, applied it to my skin. It stopped the itching and redness, but you know, obviously your body's got to go through it, right? Yeah, to deal yeah. With it. So um, I didn't pour on the hydrocortisone no, or anything bro, like that, no. man, because no. I knew, I was like, fuck, this is going to fuck me up. Yeah, yeah. But I just took the um, antibiotics they gave me, that worked out, and I just had to resort to old old um things like to stop me from scratching man. yeah that's the biggest one eh? you scratch it man oh bro it bleeds it gets itchier and then yeah, you got yeah, the, yeah. you got the shit in your nails and then yeah, you spread it around man, your body it's infecting it yeah. ah see i'm getting itchy just thinking yeah, about it bro. <laughs> there's nothing like an itch too i don't even know what i don't think scientists have actually worked out what makes an itch an itch you know like oh yeah in terms of you know we just get that random itch i don't think it's a very weird feeling but like mm. and if someone tells you not to itch yeah then you start getting itchy you know that if someone says right you can't touch your face you've got to stay completely still yeah. and you'll start getting little tingles on your nose and oh, your face. I wonder if that's like telling you don't think about a pink elephant you know and then you'll I've put that in your mind you yeah know? totally you know, it's yeah, yeah, very yeah. similar eh? yeah yeah but yeah um, I broke up with shingles man yeah like, fuck and then um, and do you know anyone else that's had this so if you and what, what 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 vaccine was that? Sorry, was that Pfizer? This was the Pfizer, the first jab. Yeah, but I mean, everyone reacts differently, right? Yeah, and this bro. is the thing, like they don't know what it does because there's so many. Like we're all like different, basically, yeah, completely right? Different. Yeah, yeah, completely different. Um, there's similarities between us, like genetically, right? But for the most part, we're 100 yeah. percent different. But we're all putting different foods into our bodies. We're all taking different yeah. medications. We're all. Uh, Exercise in different levels, you know, exactly, oh, it's all different it's, it's things. So many work. variants, yeah, I mean, so yeah. and this is what I think 
another contention point of contention with the vaccine, right? They yeah, don't know yeah. exactly what it's gonna do for you. Eh? So yeah, I broke up with shingles and the second one just knocked me on my face, man. Like it felt like I had the worst bout of flu. And I, I still had to go to work, man. Yeah, yeah. So because I was the only one on during Christmas, so I went to work, came home, and I was like bedridden for like two days, man. And did you, did you feel this was the? Were, were you happy with your decision to take it, or did that make you question well, it? it? Definitely made me question it, but like I said, the greater greater good was us being able to travel. So yeah, yeah. I'm more I'm more than happy to you know to go through that for what we want to do, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And plus, it's like it's for my family. I'll do anything for these motherfuckers. Definitely. You know that, yeah. That's the one thing with me. I feel like I've not had any. I've not been forced in any way. Mm-hmm. Like um, I'm quite happy over here in WA. I'd love to travel. I'd love to go home. Yep. Um, but in terms of, I've no mortgage. I've no debts. I've no nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm, there's nothing been forced in my hand. When I think yeah. most people have been forced in a way. Yeah. And I guess like um, being isolated, like uh, especially when people work at home alone, um, that makes it worse. Eh? Because you're stuck in your house and you're yeah. working, and then you you can't disconnect yeah, exactly. work from home because you're yeah, fucking yeah. in your house, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, we need human interaction. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, man. And that's the main thing we crave over anything. And I realised that working on the farm recently, ten weeks in a tractor, mm. I just wanted people. I just wanted to be around people. I just wanted to talk to people and yeah. touch people and yeah. just socialise like, and laugh yeah, and yeah. all the things that you take for granted. We we talked a little bit about this yesterday with Joey, like um. Uh, like how CrossFit does that for for people, you know, brings it pulls you in. Um, it brings you in to meet new people because you've all got this one thing in common, eh? Yeah, you, yeah. You and that's fitness. all you need is one thing in common. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we were t- we talked about um, CrossFit being the campfire, you know, um, yeah, where people totally. come together yeah, and yeah, do I their thing. That, you know, yeah, yeah. I think more people, a lot of people, obviously they're getting the buzz of the CrossFit session out it and they're getting fitter. But I think a lot of people do it just for the community. They get yeah, yeah. They, they go there with the intention of getting fit, but then they come out with the yeah. the overwhelming f- like feeling of, oh my God, this is a community, you know? It's yeah. Holy shit, man. These guys like talk to me and yeah, yeah, they yeah. want to have coffee with me later. Holy yeah. shit, are we friends? Like, fuck, what? Some people have better success, right? At making friends in a gym than they did at school. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like I know I did at school, man. I was a fucking... I was an idiot, you know. Like I, I, I fit in with because we like um, I fit, I, I was fit into a group of Samoans in my school because there was only a few, a few Samoans, so we were a minority, and mm-hmm. people looked at us like, "Whoa, you guys, are these big fucking burly island guys," <laughs> you know. And they were like mostly Asian people and uh, Pakeha, which is like white skin, light skin people, and they looked at us like we were like. I don't want to say it, but gods, you know, like you know, they looked at us like we we're the we we're made for hard work yeah, and rugby yeah. and all this sort of Messiahs shit. of rugby, I was useless. That's, that's the impression I had. <laughs> yeah, just animals. Just yeah, animals. but um, where was I going with that, bro? But yeah, that's why I had bad success because I hated that. Eh? I hated um, people looking at me like that. Yeah, because at home I was nothing to my parents and my my brothers. I was the youngest, right? And I got treated like shit. Yeah, I don't regret that, and I'm not shitting on them for it. But you see the difference. Like at school, they would treat me like, oh, whoa, and then I get home, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, go sit like, in the oh, corner, shit. you piece Back of shit. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and th- that was like conflict between school and things. That's why I had better success in the gym because we all had that thing in common, you know, totally. fitness. The same with with rugby, with yeah, everyone. Yeah. You, you find that uh, group mentality in rugby, and you, that, you, those become your friends for the rest of your life. A lot of them, yeah, because you've got that thing in common, and you've got that uh, pack mentality. Almost, you know, you feel yeah. safe in the group. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, man, the um, the gym thing, eh? It brings people together. 
and the the um the whole thing with isolation birds fuck mm-hmm. yeah. and they know what they're doing when they're doing that to people mm. they know they know that the that, that is the feelings that that's going to bring out in people and how desperate yeah. that is going to make people mm. do you think this is a um a ploy for them to push antidepressant medication oh, now probably yeah <laughs> well, i think it's um there's a lot of things coming to factor yeah i think it's i think it's all pre-planned to a certain extent mm. don't get me wrong I, I i fully believe in the effects of 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 coronavirus, but I, I, yeah. I don't believe it's just happened all of a sudden, like yeah. naturally. I do believe yeah. it's um, like there's a lot of different people that a lot of different schools of thought, right? Like some people think this virus thing's all bullshit. Oh come on, bro. It, like a hundred percent exists. Yeah, it's just how you live. But with I do it. believe there's a hysteria about it, and yeah. it's, I don't believe it's as bad as they're making out. And I believe the the numbers are strewn a little bit, mm. and that they're they're making a, a mountain out of molehill. Mm. And I believe the vaccine is causing more damage than they're letting on. Yeah. The amount of people that have got heart conditions, if you look at the records, the stats, heart conditions have went through the roof in the last um, two years. Mm. If you if you look at the little graph, it's kind of steady, steady. Last two years, it's went whoop. Yeah. People getting taken to hospital for cardiac arrest and heart attacks. And it's people like you and me, it's fit young men that it's yeah. affecting the most. And it's and funny, it, eh? The, the way, their way of dealing with it is stay home. Yeah. Like what? So you don't want me to be active and yeah, exactly. fucking get out and interact with people. Yeah, that helps spread it, but you know. But WA, I mean, go to the beach, get in the sunshine, yeah. you know, you're, you're never going to be close to people anyway, just. Yeah, man. Oh. This COVID thing, man, fuck. Yeah, bro, it's mad. <laughs> it's mad two years ago, like two years ago, if you'd said this is what life's going to be like, you would have laughed at everyone. You know, mm. what was life before this, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then again, it's done me so many favours. It's kept me in the country. I'm on a COVID visa. Mm. Um, I've had the best two years of my life when this has all been going on. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't look at it as a, it's done me favours. It's, it's been, I wouldn't say it's been a good thing, but it has been a good thing, you know? it's Yeah, for you anyway. For me, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah and uh, like I say, I've had the best two years of my life and it's, mm. Well, it's definitely not been like that for everyone but it is all about perspective and even with these mandates you could sit and sulk and say oh I can't work or you can do what I'm doing and just make the best out of bad situation yeah. mm-hmm. exactly, obviously right. everyone can't do that but yeah not everyone can do that but I, you know you can do bits of it or yeah yeah everyone to their own yeah each to their own kind of thing eh? you can like I said earlier you can we're here in Perth man you can do what the fuck you want yeah mate. anything here eh? anything goes I love this city, bro. I do love it, and mm. I still love it too, man. You know, like well, this is where we've built our family, built, yeah, built yeah. our fucking family house, mm-hmm. and, and I get like what what I was gonna say was we're nothing compared to like what's going on here with COVID and our restrictions. There's nothing compared to no hell no overseas. Hell no. People still crying about yeah, it. Imagine don't? being stuck in New York. Oh fuck! Or stuck in London. Yeah, man. France, eh? Stuck yeah. in France is terrible as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you been in contact with your family back home? Um, just through Messenger, but yeah, not really. They're, they're sick of it. They're all over it. I kind of feel guilty speaking to my family about <laughs> the life I'm living over here. Oh, I'm my friends, to be fair. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it because they the all think I'm a bit wacky for what I think? But then again, <laughs> like they, if you were in their shoes, if I was back home, I'd probably think the same way that they think. I'm a product of my environment. I'm a product of the WA environment. I've been lucky enough to sit here and make what I think are calculated decisions on what I'm going to do by looking at the rest of the world. But if you're caught in that fury and that whole hysteria to begin with, you're, mm. you're just going to go with the mass majority. I mean, we're a very, we're very, a very special place in the world. That yeah. The way that things have worked out and that we have been able to look at the bigger picture from afar and kind of um, mm. 
make an educated decision on what we want to do and yeah fuck yeah, that's too, this is depressing. Eh? Talking about this <laughs> COVID bullshit, fuck man. Yeah, but, uh, bro. Even today, like even today, driving from Frio to here, I was like, was it? Fuck, a- I love this place. I love like I drove through uh, Cottesloe, Scarborough, uh, you yeah. know, up to Malaluya. Couldn't wait to come up here and have a swim in Malaluya because uh, um, the water's a bit crappy down in Frio. Yeah. I went for a swim last night and I came is out it- stinking as shit. But there was a lot of waves last night. There's not normally a lot of waves in Frio, nah, and there was a lot of waves it, last night. And obviously, it must have been blowing some kind yeah. of. Yeah, is that because Frio is so close to the docks that like? The yeah, I would say so, but it doesn't yeah. normally smell like that. But last night I came mm. out and I was kind of stinky, and I had like these little dots on my skin, itchy little dots. Something mm. was in the water last night. Ooh. It was coming in with the swell because, like I say, there's never normally waves down there. Mm. But, but even today, I came out to Malalu and um, I walked out onto the, the beach. The beach is so beautiful here, bro. The yeah. White sand, it's so wide, and the water's so blue. Yeah, but uh, I, w- I walked down to the water and everyone was looking a bit sheepish. I think the, the I asked the boy, I was like, um, has there been a shark spotted? And one of the helicopters was flying really low. Mm. And he said, no, I don't think so, but something's going on. And everyone was a bit sheepish to get in the water. Yeah. Did you see the video the other day? Nah. Malalu, literally a uh, tiger shark about 10 metres off the shore. Oh. If you go into, um, I think it's Instagram, Perf is a vibe. They've got a video of it. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I've been... um. Have you seen the stories I've been putting up? Like, because me and my wife, uh, like, on Sunday mornings, we'd, like, go for a coast walk. And I've been just taking a yeah, bro, yeah, of the coast yeah, yeah. and I, like, send it to my friend. And back in NZ, they're like, you motherfucker, yeah, you son of a bitch, you know, like, <laughs> fucking son of a bitch. And I'm like, bro, like, this is where it's at, motherfuckers. Yeah, you know? mate, this is just day-to-day life. Yeah, dude, and um, we went, we were walking on uh, Australia Day. Mm-hmm. And, um... There was a group of people, like we, we, as we were walking the coast, there was a group of people um, around this particular section of the beach, and um, everyone had their phones out and stuff like that. I looked at my wife and I'm like, oh fuck, what's going on here? So we got closer, and it turns out, bro, dolphins, man. No way. Like three of them. We're like probably ten meters away. What about up Malalu? Or, um, we were up uh, around there, like yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. just just past Malalu. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you can walk past and yeah, there's Malalu, and then um, so you start. So we usually start at Hillary's and do the coast walk from there, yeah. and then walk back. You know, dude, you can walk on the coast right for like two hours. Oh, bro, you can walk all the way down to Frio if you. Yeah, want. and you're still at the beach. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck, man? But that's why it's so amazing. Oh, yeah, man, um, yeah. Dolphins, bro. Just swimming. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I've never seen dolphins. Um, but it's, it's I don't cool. I think man. I've seen them in Australia at all. Really? I've seen them from a distance, but not yeah. very close. I've seen them like maybe half a K out at sea. We, we were, um, so we were watching these dolphins. They were really close, and people were swimming out. And they, you know, like they wouldn't, it looks like, it looked like they were trying to avoid being touched by people. Yeah, yeah. You could tell because they'd come in, they'd get close to someone and then sort of drift out a bit. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you could see them doing that flip with their fin in the air. And that, dude, they look. You no, know, they can fuck you. What? Dolphins, they rape people. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is, is this a story a for the podcast? <laughs> something happened to you? That not to me, not to me. <laughs> but, um, a close friend of mine. Oh, yeah? No, I'm joking. Um, but it's, is, it's, is, it's fact that they're, they're horny little... Is little, her name Ruth? Horny little dolphins. And yeah, they'll, uh, they'll try and fuck really? you sometimes, yeah. Maybe that's what they're doing. Because eh? there was a lady on the they'll water. They'll try to coax you out. Woohoo, look at my silky little bum. Oh, then all three of them jump on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mate. Yeah, dude. But yeah, there was one lady in the water, and three of them like sort of floating. Or maybe that's what they were trying to do. Maybe, maybe. filthy sons of bitches. Yeah, mate. Fuck. Never trust the dolphins. <laughs> well, they are kind of like smooth and like. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're like, very. Look, they look very sensual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not not sure. I'd talk about dolphins, like that, but hey, man, if that's the kind of thing you're into, bro. Mm. <laughs> 
this protein must be a Scottish thing. <laughs> <laughs> Too many coffees. Yeah, yeah this protein coffee's doing something. Have different you ever to been you, really? to uh, Rottnest? Nah, nah. We're, well, we're planning on going. Like, well, yeah, we went there and we went to the very end of um, the very end of Rottnest. I don't know if it's the north side or the the east side. Anyway, there was uh, there was New Zealand sea lions there. Really? Yeah. How do you yeah. know they're in New Zealand? Because someone told me they're New Zealand sea lions. How the fuck did you know? Do they have like the silver fern tattooed on them or something? <laughs> or what? Were they carrying a rugby ball? They were ball all scrumming or? down, mate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> doing the hardcore scrumming down. Were they all wearing All Blacks jerseys in the sea? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we walked down this banking and we sat on the rocks, um, me and my girlfriend at the time, and we we literally, I put some music on on my, my JBL and they, they just sat there. They're like little dogs and they, they were kind of, they were they were definitely, definitely listening to the music and reacting to the music and they really? were swimming up and people said you can go in and swim with them, but I didn't have the balls to do it. Because I thought they just looked like little dogs and they could tear you apart if they wanted. Once sharp. you were in their territory, little sharp teeth, like. Oh, shit. So I, but people say that you can't swim with them, but um, they were so cool to see. And literally they, they just sat and like we were sitting on the rocks eating lunch and they were just down there listening to the music, floating wow, around man. on their backs, chilling out. Were you allowed to pet them and stuff like that? Or? Um, like I, never got, I never got, I never, but you can, you can apparently, but I never done it. Mm. Um, it was only me and her there and she was putting a bit of doubt in my head. Maybe if I'd had someone a bit more um, on my wavelength, I would have got in with them, but I didn't want to be, I didn't want to do it myself. Oh yeah, fuck And that. there was no one else around. Mm. But um, yeah, you because, can't you know, like if you're jumping into their territory, well, you know, that's like it, that's yeah, they can do whatever they want in water because that's yeah, how, yeah, where they yeah, live, yeah. right? And they're just big lumps and muscles. Even if a dolphin, they're just big lumps and muscles. Yeah, yeah, man. So if you were to jump in the water and you pat them, it bites your hand, it'll just drag you out and you'll fuck them. Yeah, you know? probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn it, you're but cute. But I don't but think they would have done that. I wish I had got in with them, but uh, yeah, I don't mm. think they would have done that. People say you can't get in with them, you can't swim with them. Oh, true. Yep. People usually say that for a reason, bro. <laughs> you know, they wouldn't say it just to fucking fuck with you. Like someone they know has probably been eaten by one or yeah, yeah, just don't, don't fuck with me. Mm-mm. Like chuck them a piece of bread or something like that. Hey, buddy. Cheers, man. Don't eat me. <laughs> so New Zealand sea lions. New eh? Zealand sea lions in Rotto, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. I've got to check that out, bro. Yeah, mate, yeah. No, I'm still, still, still curious as to how they knew it was a New Zealand sea lion. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. They I think really they migrate there. I think they spend six months there then they migrate back to New Zealand. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Problem. Hey, man. That's a long be. way, is it not? This is why we need, like, someone. I know. I thought you'd have that sorted by now. Oh, I thought you'd have one of the kids on this. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is still growing, bro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Google the shit out of that after yeah. this. Dude, speaking of Googling, man. Oh, man, the last time you were here, I totally forgot to ask you about that. Um, the fencing job you did. Yeah, so the, the fencing job, the, the, the diking job. Sorry, let's backpedal a bit. Um, <laughs> so people are going to go, what the fuck, they're jumping from this to that? We were talking about um, jobs you had done back at home. Yeah, yeah, like, and I believe this job gave me a lot of, it gave me a, uh, it gave me a good work ethic, but it was, a, it was a hard physical job. And yeah. um, what is it, we're talking about it in the sense of CrossFit, what makes you a good CrossFitter? And I was saying yeah. CrossFit isn't just... Um, but not even that. I think we're talking about your raw strength and um yeah. And I was saying that's where like I've had these jobs. Obviously, I'm a farmer. Obviously, I've done various yep. jobs. I feel like I've given me that strength throughout the years. Yeah. Um, and what so was this job called? Again? This was dry stone diking. Diking. Diking like a dike, like a like a like a lesbian, like oh, like dike. Yeah, a Scottish dike. Diking. Most most people, if you said oh, um, said something about a Scottish dike, they think you were talking about Nicola Sturgeon. That's our um, oh. prime minister. Um, oh okay 
But um, in this case, I Sorry, drive, man, I drive. I, I debt reference because <laughs> I'm any British people will get that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so a dry stone dike is Scotland's littered in them. That's basically what all our fences are, and these mm. were built four or five hundred years ago. I think the Romans actually invented them. Yeah, but it's uh, it's basically a wall that um, you, you build it in an in an A shape. Um, so if you were to like um. Just because people like, you know, you, I can see you explaining it to me with your yeah, hands. Yeah, so I'm doing like an apex with my hands. Yeah. So you build it in little metre sections. You can only build about a metre a day if you're lucky. Um, a metre a day? A metre a day. So that back in the back in the day, in the winter time, when you had maybe you had 20 men working on a farm. Mm. This was back before machines. In the winter time, when there's nothing to do, you just set your men out to build these these dikes. And some of them, if you, if you Google dry stone dike, uh, some of the uh, photos are incredible. They're going up the sides of mountains, and so anyway, they're built on an A on, in an A shape, and uh, you start off with really big stones on the bottom, yeah. and you have to like pinch bar them into place with a crowbar. They're, they're, you can't move them. You can't lift them up. They're that big. And obviously, the bigger stone you get on the bottom, the quicker you're you're going to build your your wall. Mm. And your walls maybe a meter and a half high, so it's to keep sheep and cattle in their field. Oh, okay. Yeah, and but they're built on an A shape. Um, and they're, they're designed so that all water, every stone is kind of slanted down the way a little bit mm. so that all the water runs out them when it rains because if the water was to go into them, then it would freeze, it would expand and break the wall. Oh, uh, okay. But some of these walls are four or five hundred years old and they literally move with the land. They're that strong, there's no cement in them. So you basically build them in two. You build one side, then you build the other side and then you fill the middle with like rocks and gravel. Mm. Um, oh, so you're basically making an A, right? Yeah, in the yeah. middle of the A, you're just filling it with... Yeah, pretty much, yep. Okay. And uh, so I've done this for maybe six months. We were basically repairing them. Or, uh, we were actually... Cause a lot of farmers don't want to pay the money anymore because, like I say, it's a day's work to build a metre. Oh, so we were we were doing it in uh, people's... Uh, posh people's mm-hmm. gardens up, uh, up near... Um, Aberdeen, where that's where all the oil money is. That's where yeah. the Queen kind of has her all Royal D side. That's where the Queen has her big. Um, oh, what's it called again? Ah, this is going to kill me because I don't remember the name of the place. <laughs> um, that's where uh, Prince uh, Prince Andrew's hiding out at the moment. You know the dirty pedophile. Oh yeah, he's hiding up in uh, Balmoral. Balmoral. Oh, you never okay. heard of Balmoral? Nah, man. Royal D side. It's a big stretch of river in Scotland. The Balmoral's on the, the side of the river. You can pay ten thousand pounds a day to fish there. Holy shit. But there's no fish left in the river anymore because they're all polluted. Oh, damn. But anyway, um, so yeah, I've done that. But yeah, that's what gave me a lot of my... Co- that was a good job for building my strength mm. up. Because every day you're just lifting stones. And like I say, you start off with big ones that could maybe be half a metre wide by three, four hundred centimetres tall. And then you're, you'd be put slightly bigger ones on top of that. Then mm. Sorry, slightly smaller ones and slightly smaller ones again. And then to build that A-frame. But if you want to Google it, Google dry stone dikes. Fucking hell, bro. But yeah. But a metre a day, man. metre a day, and that's if you've got good stones, because it's... it's um, So you basically just get a, a... You'll go to a quarry and you'll get, like, a, a digger or a trailer, mm. and you'll, you'll just dump a pile of stones beside you. And you, you kind of have to build them. It's like a jigsaw that you don't have the pieces for. That you don't have the... You don't know. Oh, so it's a puzzle that you sort of. So you you might see a stone. You you have to. You're constantly trying to remember stones. Like, oh, I seen that stone over there. That stone will maybe work if I have a situation like this, and that stone will work if I have a situation like that. Oh yeah. So you're kind of doing a puzzle that you don't have the pieces for. You just try to make it all fit, and you want to try and make it as tight as possible. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an insane art. I couldn't do it for longer than six months. I mean, it's pretty painstaking work mentally just to be in front of a wall all day looking at stones, picking up stones. And obviously you've got string lines, so you move your string line up every yeah. time you go up at a level of stone. Oh. So you're making sure that you keep that A shape. And this, you said this thing moves moves as the land. Um, so. Yeah, so have you ever heard of Hadrian's Wall? No, man. Hadrian's Wall was the, the wall that the Scots built to um, keep out the, the, the Romans. Mm. And uh, how, how? oh, sorry, the Romans built it to keep out the Scots. Oh yeah, yeah, because they, they conquered it the other way. Cause Scottish, <laughs> well, either way, they couldn't conquer Scotland. <laughs> um, but this this wall still stands to this day, and it was built over I think fifteen hundred years ago. It and still, it's still and, there. but they built it on a mass scale. They built it so they could drive carriages along it. Yeah. And you could have defenses on it. Um, so this wall still stands to this day. But that's like I say, it was the Romans that invented it. But if you go anywhere in Scotland or or the UK, the Lake District. You've just got on, but they kind of they're so, they're so cool to look at now because because they move with the, the way the grounds moved, they're all kind of bent and squiggly and yeah. But it's still like, but it's still intact. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! And occasionally they fall down if a sheep jumps on them or if someone jumps over them, you might knock a section down. But then you have to rebuild it. My dad was an expert at rebuilding them. He's a he's a machine at rebuilding them. Fuck. But it's a dying art, and that's why it's, it's quite well paid and. It's a dying art nowadays. Oh, that's why like really rich people will say, "Oh, would, can you do that around my my?" Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh. yeah. But they are a masterpiece to look at. So a lot of the countryside in Scotland, like the, the what separates your, um, your fields or your, your paddocks, yeah. is this is this? Yeah, yeah. Here? It's good shelter for the sheep too because it's, there's a lot of wind, there's a lot of snow. So oh. if you've got a field, normally your field is going to have four four sides. Yeah. Um, they'll always have shelter from the elements at one and, side. And how 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 high is the um? Uh, depending on on. Does it change, um, like depending on what you're doing, or like is it a set height for? Uh, ours are normally around a meter and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I say you're on like a hill. It might be one point five meters this side, but then this side it might be two meters. Oh, just to like, make it, you know, just to. Just the way it works out. Just oh, to make up for the drop. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, shit. Man. But then the, when, when you go around the UK, you'll, it's all different stone use. So if you go into the Lake District, they build them far easier because they've got bigger stones down there. Yeah. But where I come from, we use a stone called whinstone, which is very thin and very brittle. Mm. So you've got to have more layers to make it, so it's more laborious. Fuck. Yeah. And you, you did this like um, with someone that had been doing it for years, right? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. He he, he's, oh, he's still doing it, yeah. He, he makes good money at it, and he's an artist, but he's a very hard man to work with. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I can imagine. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a miserable Scotsman. <laughs> Out in the rain and the cold. Yeah, the but, wet. man, that, that's the true sign of an artist, eh? Yeah, you definitely, know? man, definitely. Art, eh? Were there many other people doing it? Like, doing that... Um that dry stone diking? Like I say, back in the day, you'd have a lot of people doing it, but now with yeah. modern times, I mean, even farmers nowadays, if, if their dike falls down, a big section falls down, they're probably, um, it's probably too expensive to rebuild it. So they're just putting fences up instead. So, yeah. Oh, but like fuck. I say, they are, they'll, they'll still be there in two, three hundred, four hundred years. Yeah. They fuck. do stand the test of time, the majority of them. Isn't that crazy, man? Some of those fences have been here longer than like humans, eh? Yeah, yeah, Fuck. totally. Oh, sorry, fences. What, what do you call it? like? Um, uh, walls, walls, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. I mean, man. even um, even the castles in Scotland. You see the way some of the castles were built, and mm. like some of these castles are fifteen hundred year old, and they're still standing. Uh, and uh, there's no cement in them either. You know, it's all dry stone. So the same sort of technology. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We, we've got a castle on our ground. Um, it's a it's a ruin. It, it was called a keep, so it's it's a castle of a sort. It was like like I say, we, my farm in Scotland. We're right on the border with England. Yeah. 
so back in the day that wasn't Scotland it wasn't England that was no man's land mm. and um, these people ran around there called the Border Reavers and uh, they were yeah. all men on horseback and just cattle rustlers and um, pillagers and they lived in this no man's land and they, they all had these little castles and they, they would keep their animals underneath them at night Yeah, and then they would have like they were big long towers almost They'd have like little arrow slots, little small windows. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you could so shoot your arrows out, but no one could shoot in. And oh, so this is what you've got on your land, like a yeah, it's a ruin. So there's no roof on it, and there's only two sides remaining, but it's still there. And if you, the, where I'm from, there's just little castles like that littered all the way through, through the land. Mm. And occasionally you'll get a big one. You'll get the well, there's one near us called Hermitage Castle, um, and it was like the old jail, the old Scottish jail for the English that were captured. Or, and then the more north you go, you start getting your bigger castles. And once mm. you get into the middle of Scotland, like Edinburgh, Stirling, then into the real Highland areas. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the Scottish history is fascinating. I mean, even up in... Um, even, even this is a bit related to Australia. Even up in... Um, there's a place called Fort William. And you normally find anywhere that's called Fort something, mm. that means it was occupied by the English. So the English built this fort in the middle of the Highlands. And it was around the time of the, it was called the Jacobite Revolution. It was when there was a lot of civil war going on. Uh, it's like the 1600s, 1700s. And um, you had a lot of, um, the landowners were wanting the, the, the farmers off the land so they could put, uh, not the farmers, the landowners were wanting the, the peasants off the land so they could put sheep on the land yeah. and cattle. So then a lot of these um, peasants were rebelling. Mm-hmm. And then you had a lot of civil war. Then you had like a lot of um, the Scots were taking the side. They were getting paid off by the English. The Scottish landowners were getting paid off by the English. So they were on the English side. And anyway, so a lot of the Scots that were captured up um, up near Fort William, um, Aviemore Way, that's a big big mountain area. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those um, were actually, a lot of them that were captured were sent out here to Australia. Oh. And they weren't prisoners that were sent over here. A lot of the Scots that were sent over here weren't, they weren't, uh, sorry, they weren't, um, what's the word, they weren't uh, thieves or they weren't yeah. criminals, they were uh, they were prisoners of war. Oh, so they are just POWs sent here? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So that was a lot of the Scottish heritage. Yeah, same with the Irish, a lot of the Irish, they were all prisoners of war. Yeah, when the Irish were doing the same, the English were doing the same to the Irish. I never knew that, bro. Yeah, like yeah. Something that's called Fort Something has been occupied yeah, by... Yeah, pretty much, yep. Oh, yeah. shit. Man, you're well versed in your history, Well, right? I, was, I was reading a book recently. It was actually, it's called, uh, it was called uh, Kings and Grass Castles. Mm. And it was all about the Irish that first came over here, the prisoners of war. And they were all based in Tasmania to begin with. And basically, they were put in prisons in Tasmania and they were just made to, they were just put to work every day, building Tasmania up. Mm. And... Um, a lot of them never seen women for a lifetime. There's no woman brought out here for like the first 80 years. Fuck. And these prisons turned into these big homosexual kind of camps, basically. And they were all fucking... <laughs> is it like documented in this book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this shit. is fucked, yeah. Because oh, so, so literally so w- some people grew up, some kids were born in the jail. Or not born. I mean, there was obviously a few women, but not that many. So there would be kids that were born in the jail that would never see a woman. And, you know, they'd just be... Other, other than their mum. Other than their mum, yeah, yeah. Oh, Fuck. And then, but this book. Um, sorry, it, what's what's the book called? Again? Kings and Grass Castles. Who's the author? Um, sorry. Oh, the author. Like, who's the uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it's someone, someone Jurak, because the whole the whole story is about this family called the Juraks, mm. and they're an Irish family. True story. Uh, is it true, true story. Oh, it, okay. This book was written in the fifties, but it's um, 
it's, it tells the story of these Irish that came over, some of the first um, prisoners, yeah. and then it, it documents their whole story and how they they came to, they got their freedom, then they became, they got land, and they got more land, and they got more land, then they spread out all over Australia. Some became politicians, some became policemen, some became Olympic swimmers, some became big cattle rustlers. You know, it just follows the story of this one family that came over here, yeah. and then obviously other families get involved. But the main the main story is this one family, and it just follows their their history of Australia and how they came to be prisoners, but end up kind of becoming really good citizens and wealthy citizens. And some of them wow. went the wrong way, some of them went the good way. But it just follows this whole family, oh. and obviously the Scots are intertwined in there a little bit too. And yeah, what put you onto that book? Oh well. Just because I've lived out bush, I've lived out in the territory, I've lived out in outback Queensland, and I've always found out there that I get a good welcome being a Scotsman. But everyone claims to have this strong. Everyone's very passionate about being Scottish, or they're they're, they're, they're very proud of their roots. As much as they're proud to be Australian, mm. they're very proud of their roots. And I just love that history because I kind of feel like I'm following in. I'm like a modern day version of them. You know, yeah. I'm a pioneer of Australia, but in modern days. Mm. Uh, so I've always liked to know the history and yeah, yeah, definitely a journeyman, eh? Yeah, that's what bro. They call, that's what they call us, like yeah. Well, I think I've stopped traveling. But oh, you're you still, still got a few, a few uh, trips in you yet? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, bro. I think so. Just yeah. waiting, waiting for the kids older, are almost growing up. Yeah, <laughs> waiting for the birds to leave the nest. You <laughs> know, then we'll do some pretty epic stuff like you're doing right now. Yeah, mate. Oh man, that's crazy, eh? Yeah. So this prison, right? Like, yep. Only men. Only men, yeah, but they were work camps, basically. Yeah. I presume this still goes on in places like Korea and um, places like this, like Siberia back in the day, too. Um, I like, yeah, I don't think it's uh, just common to uh, Australia, but yeah, anyway, these people, yeah, they just, yeah, they were just, they, they, they all started fucking each other, and because they didn't, they didn't have any women, they didn't know any better, they all went a bit crazy. Jeez. Yeah. Imagine being stuck there with just men for the, your know, whole life. I know, oh. I know, I'm put to work every day. Ah. Oh. Crack a dawn, you're up, you're Crazy. whipped into shape, and then get your porridge, and then you're sent out to work. And on the plus side, you wouldn't be obese, and well, you'd be depressed, but you wouldn't be. Like, <laughs> you'd be shredded. Yeah, you would be. You'd have a very clean body. Yeah, you'd, uh, yeah, yeah, you'd be um, on the wellness spectrum, would you not? <laughs> <laughs> but that's intertwined too with the with the, obviously Tasmania. They nearly wiped out all the Aboriginals there. Mm. Um, they, were, they were driving them off cliffs and everything and that all stemmed because you had all these men who were out working in Tasmania and they hadn't seen women in X amount of years mm. so then they started raping the, the Aboriginal women when they seen them and that's how the whole war started as far as I'm aware that's how the, the war started yeah. because the, they would rape the, the Aboriginal women and then the Aboriginals would retaliate and then it just escalated and escalated and escalated until the um, the British basically wiped them off the face of Tasmania, and they drove them off cliffs and drove them off cliffs. Yeah, there's a cliff in Tasmania. I can't remember what its name is. I think it's Suicide Cliff or Murder Cliff, or but they drove Aboriginals off there, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's the hundreds, but yeah, just basically made them jump off. Yeah, just like the cattle in um, in America, oh. and they, that's how they used to kill the the buffalo, wasn't it? Fucking history, eh? Oh, it's mad, bro. It's mad. Oh. Do you know um? That that's an extreme example of it, eh? Like that yep. happening because that would never happen today. No hell no. Well, if it is, it's happening now, and no one knows about it, right? Because if one person gets out and tells a story, fuck. Yeah, you'd have, you'd have you know social media, everyone in there with cameras. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then basically armies would get involved in that kind of shit, right? 
But I mean, it's still pretty messed up. I mean, hmm. I was I heard this story. I heard it on the radio on the ABC when I'm in the tractor. It was like this podcast about the Aboriginals in the NT, and this was only in 2008. I think there'd been a few things went on in the NT where kids had been molested, mm. but the British came, or the government, sorry, not the British. The sorry, but NT, you mean Northern Territory? Northern Territory, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. They came in and they, they, they called it the intervention, where um, they basically accused all the, the especially these two towns, I can't remember, two townships, I can't remember the name of them, but they basically accused the whole township of being child molesters, and they, they, they vetted every kid, they rounded up every kid, and... Uh, examined every kid and um, yeah they just basically what? put a blanket over all these people and said no you're all paedophiles and and it was shocking the way they treated them and this was only in 2008 oh fuck you know it's, it's called the intervention it. I don't think yeah I don't yeah people do your own research on it because I don't want to say anything that's it's a bit fuzzy in my mind but anyway yeah. they basically they, they, they went in there and accused all the aboriginals of being paedophiles and fuck and I still feel they're very um, hard done by. Oh fuck you, yeah. yeah. dude! You know, um, Australia Day, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, um, yeah, bro. Heavy people, a lot of angry people. Yeah, you know? yeah. Dude, like uh, we were walking on the beach. You know, my wife and I were walking on the beach, and people were saying Happy Australia Day to each other. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, like ah, oh, I don't know how I feel about that because I see on the other side of that, um, the Aboriginals were looking to try and change the flag or something like that. Something to do with their flag or it got released. There was something about the flag that yeah. it was uh, China had control the copyright of it. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah, it's but so I weird, think bro. It and so it got given back. They've got they've got full rights of they've got the official copyright of their flag now. Mm. That was the whole carry on with the flag, I think. So someone else had control of their flag. Yeah, just How like the Chinese the have got control fuck? of all our um, waterways and all our dams and and all our iPhone production and, <laughs> and all our big buildings and the whole of Sydney and everything, man. Yeah, yeah, China, yeah. Eh? Have you heard this theory that um, Australia yeah. is a franchise? It's it's all owned by Americans and Chinese and mm. please do tell. Well, I've only, I'm only retelling what I've been told, but I've, um, yeah, it's basically a, a franchise. We're just sorry, um, sorry, a theory that Australia, the country, is a franchise. Well, yeah, when I'm saying franchise, it's a it's a very broad way of putting it. But basically, all it, we're owned by so many different. All our companies are owned by Americans or British. Mm. All your big mining companies are owned by the British or the Americans, or you know, all, so much money is going out of Australia. It's mm. almost like it's a franchise. You know, it's it's um, yep. Franchise, yeah. Mm. I don't know if that's the right word for it. That's what I've been. That's what my friend told me about it. But yeah, I feel. I feel like if I Google that, um, I'm going to have FBI agents coming <laughs> up at my front door. <laughs> like, maybe, bro. You know, maybe. Like, oh man, I, was I, just, I hope no one listens to this podcast. That's in a higher power. Well, they'll be they'll be looking for you, <laughs> not me. <laughs> he said it, not me, man. Fuck. But the, the whole thing with Australia Day, uh, I was speaking about it yesterday to my friend again. They, mm. She was saying, oh, do you not think it's so, um, like, we're so progressive, like, our generation, and fair enough, I think we are, uh, in the fact that you, we're recognising that you, you, you can't call it Australia Day anymore. Mm. Or you shouldn't celebrate it. It's yeah. a day of mourning, almost, and it's a day of... Well, that's that's why um, I don't know how I feel about people um, saying Happy Australia Day to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. We have St Andrew's Day. We have uh, yeah, like, I mean, we have St Patrick's Day for the Irish. There is a day that you should celebrate your country, but maybe yeah, it shouldn't 100%. be the day that that, that they raised the flag in uh, botany. Thousands of people were murdered. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. Blah, blah, blah. 
like I, like obviously I know fuck all about it. I just hear stories through people like yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and what's hilarious about that when we're um, foreigners as well. Uh, you know, no, like, but I think that's what you almost if you're from this country, it becomes the natural state of mind just to go with what you've been told. But we come over here and we question it a bit more because we see it from a different angle. Where, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, in terms of like, in terms of this is the way I felt when I was, um, I've read reports on the internet, call, I'm unvaccinated, people calling me a Nazi, people like yeah. saying we are, um, we are second class citizens, we are this, we should have this right taken off us, we should have this taken off us. And then I got angry about that. I got really, really angry. Then yeah. I thought to myself, whoa, I'm so angry. How angry must these people feel, the natives of this land, the indigenous, when they've had all their rights stripped off them for Mm. 200 years, they've been called second-class citizens in their own country. And that anger is bred into generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know? And it is, that's that's the curriculum. It's like, um, but they've done it to to benefit the white man. If we call these people, this is like back in the 1910s, 1920s, Mm. call them savages, call them this, call them that, and then that becomes the mentality, just so we don't have to give them what they, they are worth, you know, mm. we can take off them because they're savages. You yeah, know? Oh man, oh, Australia Day, ooh, I don't yeah. know. Hey man, I'm just here, I just work and do my thing, you know, yeah, keep to bro. myself, but from yeah, me too. my, my perspective, you know, like I think we go, we share the same view on it. Eh? Yeah, like, definitely. My perspective is like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that and I don't know how. Like, In terms of being being more progressive, it's like, are we... Like the, easiest, the easiest way to, sorry dude, to cut you off, but the easiest way to explain it to people to give them our perspective on it is to get um, let's get an Aboriginal elder and get get like like an Australian citizen, right? Yeah. You go get that Australian citizen to say Happy Australia Day to that Aboriginal. Yeah, totally. Elder yeah, and let's yeah, see yeah. what happens there. Eh? Yeah. Because that's in my mind, that's what happens when people say Happy Australia Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like you know, I'm not like starting a fucking war or anything. I'm just saying this is what I see, you know, and I just I feel that. That tension, yeah, definitely, that definitely. You know, you, you when there's big marches in the city on the 26th, there was a yeah, lot. Of, yeah, I was like, oh fuck, Oof, I don't know, man. I don't know. And um, people say like, oh, we're the, we're the modern generation. We're more, we uh, we're more on ball with, on the ball with this kind of stuff. We are more um, aware of it. And fair enough, yeah. We everyone hashtags it a bit more. Black Lives Matter. Everyone hashtags um, uh, Invasion Day, not Australia Day. But mm. what what is actually being done? Like, there's definitely awareness of it nowadays, but there's still not anything being done. Like. You can mm. you can be aware of it, but the situation still isn't changing for people. The governments and the people in power aren't making life any easier for these people. Mm. I, so, uh, uh, so my friend was saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I think it's great that we're all far more uh, conscious and about." I'm like, "Yeah, but we're not doing anything about it. You're hashtagging stuff and you're saying this and that." Like, yeah, what does that actually do? What's like, that actually doing? Yep. I think maybe she's coming from the perspective there of awareness, eh? you know. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's definitely. all it is. Like when you when you hashtag and tag things, and that's all it is. Awareness, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, maybe that's all sh- all we can do. Yeah, yeah, bro. And from awareness comes changing of attitudes, and maybe a generation down the line. Yeah. And yeah, and, oh, you know. But uh, that's such a. You try and explain that right to someone a hundred years ago. You know, you tell what you're just saying something and to to try and support us. Yeah, yeah. You mean you're just putting a fucking a number and words together to try and support me and my people? Yeah, what the fuck yeah. is it? You know, like ah, uh, that does nothing. I I think I personally I feel like stuff like that does nothing. No, hey, no, I agree. Um, it's so then what it's, can you do? Yeah, I mean, maybe just teach those around you. Like I don't know, shit. Find people that share your belief. Yep. It? 
don't be radical with it. You know, no, don't no. like go and get shotguns and get <laughs> no. like make your own flag, get pointy hats and fucking burning sticks and walk out. You know, don't do that shit, yeah, man. Yeah. That's radical, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so me and my friend had this idea the other day. So I pay, um, I pay 55 bucks a month to the Royal Flying Doctors. And um, oh, see because I, I used to have a friend who was in the Royal Flying Doctors and I thought that's a worthy cause. But recently I've just thought, I've maybe paid, oh, since I've been here, maybe paid $1,500, I think I worked out, to a month yeah. to this um, this uh, Royal Flying Doctors. And I don't really know where my money's going or what my money's doing. Mm. So I cancelled it last month. Yeah. And me and my friend said, he cancelled, he had a, a subscription to some other charity. Yeah. And he cancelled it. This is my friend Pete. And um, we said, right, with that 55 bucks a month, how about you actually just do something with it? Like you actually, you, 55 bucks a month, it's not a lot of money, mm. but you actually go out and do something charitable with it. Yeah. You know, you actually give it to an individual or you, yeah. and you actually see the benefit of it and you're gaining from it and they're gaining from it and you actually mm. see where your money's going. And yeah. So have you... I've not done it yet, no. Oh, have you planned? Anything? That is the plan, that is the plan, yeah. Oh. And I think it's a good so, plan, but then I, I'm the same, I've not done it yet, so I can't Oh, really... okay, so what are you planning on doing then? Well, I'd, it could be as simple as giving money to someone, to the homeless, or, you know, helping mm. someone on the street, or... Is that more beneficial to them, do you think, physically giving them the money? Or not not give them, you'd buy yeah, something like, with I, the money. I, I'm sorry, um, yeah, yeah. like the, your, your physical act... Of kindness, right? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to giving it to a charity that has bigger has a bigger um, effect, you know what I mean? So there's people like there's, let's say there's a thousand people like you that contribute fifty bucks a month, whatever. They mm -hmm. take that pool of money and grab a you know, and they they have a bigger reach, is what I'm trying to say. And yeah, yeah, do, yeah. I don't what I don't know what fucking happens. I'm just talking out of what I what I what I think might happen, right? Yeah. Would do you have a better more of an effect as an individual doing that per person or does this charity well with the charity you don't really know where your money's going that's the thing mm, have you done research into charities and stuff yeah and that's well yeah to an extent and i think a lot of them are flawed you've got these big ceos that are getting x yeah. amount of money a year they're getting maybe pulling in three four hundred grand a year you know yeah like, well that's my money that's going to you <laughs> paying for your trip to the bahamas oh. <laughs> And then there's non non not for profit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. charities as well. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how any of that shit works, but I just I don't know, man. Um, Even UNICEF, there's a big scandal with UNICEF a few years. I remember right. this. They were they had like this. Um, it was it was a, the, the actual part of UNICEF was going to helping women escape prostitution and escape um, mm. getting uh, all these kind of things done to them over in Africa. Yeah. And then you had these um, CEOs that went on a business trip to Africa. And it was found out they were all visiting the prostitutes. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Really? Yeah, yeah, that was a big scandal, like two years ago, maybe. Oh. I don't know if it was British CEOs, I think it might have been, but yeah, they all went, yeah, they were meant hey to be. Hey man, are you just shitting on British people or what? <laughs> Every damn day, man. I'm a Scotty nowadays. They're probably saying like, there's probably like a fucking, um, a, a British person in a podcast with a Tongan guy talking about this, hey, you know? <laughs> yeah, fucking Scottish guys, fuck. Yeah, I hope so, I hope more that the reach is that big. We're, <laughs> we're hitting back in the UK and the rest of the world. Well, I don't know, man. Whoever's listening is listening. Do, do, you, get, do you get told what countries are listening to it? Um, so I can have a look at the stats, but like I've said before, I don't really look at it because then it changes how these, you know, it'll change my perspective on how these conversations work you know yeah, I, I yeah, want this yeah. just to be you and I having a chat which is basically what it is right yeah yeah um if I look at that it feels like I'm trying to it, it feels like I will I'll look at it and then try and do things to try and broaden that reach or you know and then it changes yeah how, definitely you know it just changes the dynamic of it 
what I feel anyway. It'd be quite nice to know where who was tuning in, though. Yeah, yeah. Like I looked. Do you want um, me to look for you? Eh? Do you want me to look for you? I don't want to give you my login. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I looked uh, in Chris over Christmas, right, just to see how it was how every every, every podcast up to that point had tracked, right? Yeah. Um, and it, you you can do stuff like look at uh, how many how many people have listened to uh, certain episodes. Uh, male, female, age category, where, yeah, what right. country, like, but you know, like all that data to me is like, uh, whatever, you know. I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm not just, the purpose. Yeah. yeah, it's not the purpose. Like, right, it's just us having a chat, throwing it out there for someone to listen to while they're working, or you know, they could be making that dry stone and diking fence, listen to us talk shit about it. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, it could be anything, man. And that's why I feel like um I try to I try not my best not to look at them. But I know when I looked in Christmas, like there's people in Marusha listening. Yeah, no way. Yeah, America. There's yeah, quite a few like, people. I was like, oh shit. Do you know any Americans? Hell no. <laughs> nah, man. Well, I know one. It's like just the stars. You know the the celebrities we know from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah I know him I know. too. Yeah, yeah. I know I know Brad Pitt. You know, <laughs> fuck. See him in movies all the time. Fuck. But yeah, like I yeah I try not to look at stuff like that. But I know it's getting a little bit bigger because I I know I know it's growing a little bit because um the people that have started to follow like I've had random people follow me on Instagram yeah and, yeah. yeah I'm like oh is this part of that or yeah is this yeah bots trying to steal? I mean I'm sure there'd be some people from Scotland that would mm, mm. like I sent it to a few friends I'm sure they'd pass it around to a few more friends and it would yeah. go that way and go that way and then and, and I can see like the most successful episodes yeah like, right. we'll, we'll talk after this I don't want to say it, yeah, right? yeah, yeah yeah like. I know which ones were really, I know the ones that people really liked from my close friends, close circle of friends. They were like, man, I like that, man, this story about this, that, that, that story about this, that, mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, my favourite still got to be um, Old Man at South African. Oh, Clinton. Bro, man, everyone, man. I think this is probably the, the hundredth time his name's been dropped. <laughs> like in really? The podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah, Such yeah, a nice amazing, guy. Amazing. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to hook him in for another one. Eh? Yeah, really. There wasn't enough time. Bro. No, like, no. I could probably sit here for five days and yeah, just yeah. not enough to take in what he's got to tell. You know, like. But again, it's him. He's not. He doesn't like to talk about himself, man. No. You know, he's that kind of guy. He's just like, oh, yeah, I've done it. No, I've saved lives. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know. Whereas most people out there just sitting in the office would be thinking, oh fuck, he's a hero. You know. Yeah, yeah. And his mind's like, nah, it's just my job, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. That's the one I push the most. I'm like, you need to listen to this one. <laughs> if, you, if you want a good, uh, if you want a good impression of what this podcast Fucking is, listen crazy, to that one. Yeah, Fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like I said, I'm trying to get him in for another one, but he's busy. He's a busy man. Yeah. Like I said, like I'm pulling him away from saving human lives. You know. So. <laughs> you got that on your conscience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 30 people died when yeah. he's just sitting here telling me a story. I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, bro. But fuck. Yeah, man. So your travels, bro? Oh. Yeah, bro, I'm excited. I, I feel this is the last time I'm going to see you for a long time. Oh, hell no, me. hell no. Definitely not. I'll pop in again. I mean, I'm only going to be down in Margaret River for three months tops and then I'll be back up here. My friends are having a baby. Yeah. So I'm going to be back up for that. My other friend's got a fight. I'll be back up for that. And then I'll be passing through on the way to um, to going up north. I'll be spending a few weeks in Perth, I reckon, in between. Between going Margaret River and North. Yeah, yeah. Where about how far up north are you going? Oh, like I say, Darwin's the end game. But Mm. I I won't go to Darwin if I can't get back into WA. So hopefully they open the borders on my travels. Oh, okay. But I mean, I wouldn't mind spending some time in Broome. Mm. 
for the dry season. But I'm, the plan is to take it slow, like do it over the course of a month or two. And I'm trying to get the dual battery set up in the car, Ooh. trying to get the solar panel set up. I'm mm. trying to get, I've been trying to find a big roof rack, which is proven harder to find than I thought. Um, is that because of the type of car you have? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. So a lot of the Pajero ones, they're the gutter mount. Mm. But this one, you have to find one that. But they're just expensive more than anything. I'm just being. Yeah. But I'm trying to be as frugal as I can. And <laughs> when I say frugal, I mean I don't want to pay fifteen hundred dollars for a roof rack. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find them on the cheap. Mm. Mm. But with the dual battery setup, I mean you can't really do that on the I cheap. I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you should. Um, no, I did look into doing it myself, and then don't do that, bro. Because <laughs> like the you know you like like we were talking about earlier, you get get someone to do it for you. Because if yeah, it doesn't yeah. work, you just get back and blame. Yeah, exactly, for it. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's probably like you know, there's always a, like good warranty on that kind of yeah. Work and yeah. and you, you say, oh, you can't kill yourself with twelve volts, but you can make a hell of a mess of your car if the battery explodes. Or oh, bro, have you seen a battery explode before? Oh, I've not. No, I've seen a gel battery explode before, yeah, just right. through through work, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never, I haven't seen. But you seen it right in front of you? Not, not like physically explode, yeah, but I've yeah. seen one that has exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, what a fucking mess they make, man! Because there's a different, there's like a, there's quite a few different types of batteries, right? There's AGM, um, there's gel batteries, yeah, and then there's obviously your lead acid, which you know most people know. You put electrolyte liquid in, and yep. it conducts current through plates, lead plates, and blah 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 blah. So the, what's a gel battery? What uh, gel uses the same technology, but you don't have to. Um, they're basically maintenance free, so you don't have to. Are they the sealed ones? Sealed batteries, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't have to top it up with uh, electrolyte liquid or water yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, sealed gels conducting between plates. Yep. Um, I've seen one that hadn't been the terminals hadn't been connected properly, um, and they were every time this this machine was turned on, it would spark on on the I think it was negative negative terminal. Yeah, right. Um, and then I got called out to this job. They said, "Oh, it fucking exploded, man!" While I was using it, like midnight. Because, you know, this is, this is when they do all the cleaning, like when no one's around in the shopping centres, yeah. right? So these guys will jump on these machines. They're basically sitting on six batteries that are wired together. Mm. But it's, it's all safe, it's all enclosed properly, you know, safety regulations and all that sort of gaff. Um, yeah, so anyway, this guy said it fucking exploded and it almost, like, almost took some skin off. I was like, whatever, man. Because if these things explode, like you've got layers of um, safety between the battery and yourself, right? Yeah. So it won't hurt you, man. Um, anyway, I rocked up and this thing had been, you could tell it had been sparking in the terminal, um, had this electrolyte gel all over the place and it was kind of still sparking when I turned up, man, because there was one battery still connected to other ones and it was still sort of sparking. Mm-hmm. The lid had peeled back, um, and it was like, um, black smoke, man, just coming out of, it. I was like, oh fuck, I don't know if I want to touch this, <laughs> man. <laughs> they make a no, hell of a bomb suit on. Yeah, they make a hell of a fucking mess, bro. Yeah, I bet um, they do. Just because of that gel stuff that's yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, but if you look at my bull bar out there, I think the the guy had um, a battery charging, but he had it resting on the bull bar, mm. and it's exploded. And if you actually look at it later on, if you, yeah. you got all the little specs if you, on the aluminium bull are bar. You, are you asking me to look at it for you? Or? Oh, definitely not. The man <laughs> I bought it. Of, the man I bought it. Of Andrew Nutters. Did I ever tell you about Andrew Nutters? Nah, man. But that's I'll, the man that got can hit you, by. Can you finish your story about this fucking? Uh, oh. Okay, you go about Andrew Nutters. Yeah, that's go. the man that got hit on the back of the head with the tree. Yeah, yeah. Remember, and he was in the neck brace, and mm. um, yeah, it's him that sorted me out with his car. Is he um? So he wheelchair. Or no, no. So no. he's 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 back moving again. He like he okay. um. 
So yeah. for, when, we, when I bought that off and we changed the shock absorber on it, he can do that kind of stuff. But I was having okay. to do most of the work. He was just guiding me through it. Yeah. Um, no, but he's back on his feet and he's out the he's out the, the body brace and the neck brace. Sorry for a, a bit of history. So this was the guy when you guys were doing tree lopping, right? Yep. So can you tell so us? So we are, we are, I spoke about this in the last podcast, I think. We're, we're cutting a tree and we're actually cutting a tree and then like two trees down, mm. we had the chipper parked up and... You get a thing called a hanger. A hanger is like a loose branch in a tree. So there'd been a storm, and we were working on this tree, which was um, two trees up, and we cut the head. We're cutting it down, so we cut the head off it, and obviously it's all on ropes, and Ooh. and uh, the rope swung further than it was meant to swing, and th- this it crashed into the tree beside, mm-hmm. which was a hanger in that tree, and that hanger went flying into the next tree. This was an 80k branch, and that hanger came flying out, and nutters were standing at the chipper, completely unaware. Yeah, and it hit him on the back of the head. Lucky he had he, he had his hard hat on. Oh fuck! And it, it, yeah, it, he, uh, he, well, his shoulder it. came off the bone. His lungs were knackered. His spine was knackered. His teeth were all shattered. Fuck! And this was maybe six months ago now. And, and that's him with a hard hat on. Eh? That's him with a hard. They reckon if he didn't have a hard hat on, he'd be dead. With no doubt about it. And he's a big boy too. He's a very big, strong man. Yeah. Um, if he wasn't for his size, he's a big, strong man. But he does a lot of yoga. He's he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a superhuman. He's honestly he's one of the best guys I've met. So, so how tall is this dude? Uh, probably about the same height as me. Oh, but okay. he's probably about a hundred, hundred kilos, hundred and oh, hundred and fifteen kilos. Oh, so quite solid. Solid man, Burning. solid. He's got a belly on him, but he's solid. Yeah, yeah, but he's just a very so you're the nicest that, man in the world. So you think that some of that size, like, sort of help? Absorb the shock. I would from say this. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think a lesser man would have died. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Eighty kilos. Bro. Yeah, yeah. That plus. Obviously, gravity. it was crashing through branches, so it came down. Boom, boom, boom. You weren't getting the full force of eighty kilos free flowing through the air. Mm, mm. You know, it maybe hit, came through a branch, maybe two meters off the ground. Yeah. So it did get the, the branch did get slowed down on the way down. Um, yeah, yeah. But it still hit him eighty kilos of force Fuck. from two meters. Oh. Yeah. No hard hit that would have taken us. Yeah, day, easy. Man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. So you were saying this guy sorted you out with his cash? So that's what he does. He buys and sells Pajeros. That's his little side hustle. Just Pajeros? Uh, he does the challengers too, but ma- mostly Pajeros, yeah. Oh, so mostly, oh, so Mitsubishi. Uh, Mitsubishi, or, or yeah, pa- yeah. The challengers, uh, yeah, the one that I had previously, but yeah, the, um, yeah, the Pajero. Yeah, so anyway, he, um, yeah, he just sorted me out with a good deal. I said, I was looking at Marketplace and I said, oh, bro, um, what do you think of this car? It was maybe... A 1995 Pajero I went Do you think it's worth buying He goes Bro you don't want that He sent me a photo Of that thing mm-hmm. Beautiful car right? I was like Take my money <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I feel like I've stepped up In the world I feel like um, yeah. yeah Well I saw the way You got out of that car You know it's like Nice brand new tires Leather interior Yeah bro I'm proud I'm very proud Working Must aircon. have cleaned it Two times this week already Oh fuck Just out in the yard Full on soap Oh nice bro Yeah yeah so that that's the new um the new beast to take you. That's the new beast, yeah, mate. That's uh, that's what's going to take me, bro. You need to make sure you take heaps of photos and videos. I will, bro. Of, I will. I just bought a new are. memory card for my phone, actually. Um, that one was getting full up on memory. Yep, I'm going to. Really? Yeah, yeah. What what kind of phone? That's an S9. Samsung. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What what um what size memory card did you fill up? One two eight. Oh, sure. Yeah, bro. I'm going the full horse. <laughs> full hog. <laughs> Damn, but no, I've never been as excited for um, for getting away. I feel like yeah, you ever get that? You ever like you ever have people say to you, um, "Do you not wish you could just go back and 
relive life with the knowledge that you have now. Mm, all the time. All the time. Mm. Well, I feel like I'm getting to do that. I feel like I'm just... I feel like I'm 17 again, mate, and I'm just... Mm. But I'm with my wiser, more mature head on, with all this knowledge, and then I can just go and... Maybe it's just, like, what you've learned on your on your, on your your travels, right? All the stories you've told me, like, getting stuck 25Ks in, in land and... And stuff like that That's made you wiser For the next travel You know Yeah definitely Definitely You're learning every day You're learning little bits here Little bits there And even in terms of cars When I came out here I was pretty dumb In what I knew with cars (laughs) But when you're travelling Around Australia You realise Fuck I've got to know What I'm doing here I've got to know How to do the the basics With my car Mm -hmm. And um, little problems Come up along the road You've got to If you've got signal You've got to YouTube them If you've not got signal You've got to walk 25Ks Oh fuck Sorry not 80Ks over um, oh. two days to um, find the information out or get help, and but you learn, you learn off those. You're learning every day. I mean, yeah. So Dunsborough, um, Margaret River, and then back. Then, then back. And when, then. when is the? Um, when are you back here for work? Are you going back to the same farm? Oh, I'll, I'll be going back to the same farm, but that won't be till uh, November time. Oh shit. So, but I'll probably find work elsewhere in between. I wouldn't mind working up in Kununurra for a while. I wouldn't mind mm. working on a cattle station up there. Oh, okay. Um, Dude, your your Facebook picture is of you being bucked on the back of a bull. On the bull, yeah. Tell me about that, man. Oh, bro, bro, that was um, what a day that was. Um, when? How long ago? Oh, this was maybe a year and a half ago. Boddington Rodeo. Boddington's maybe an hour outside the Perth, an hour and a half. Okay, yeah. yeah. On the Albany Highway. Mm. So. Obviously, I've worked on cattle stations in the NT, and out, out there, you, you do feel like you get a sense for the cattle, and you know how to yeah. work them. And Anyway, I knew there was a rodeo coming up, and I was working at this farm, um, where I've just finished up on, and um, um, yeah, I knew the rodeo was coming up, and I kind of joked to someone, I said, oh, I could ride a bull, it can't be that hard, and I pumped the gums a bit too much, and then, <laughs> before you know it, I'd... Uh, Told my girlfriend at the time, she's like, you won't do it. I'm like, okay, as soon as she said that, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then um, she invited up all this family down from Augusta, which is like three hours away. And I was like, whoa, this is actually happening. I'm going to have to do this. Mm-hmm. But I still thought in my head. It was easy. It's easy and I'm going to do this. I'm going to win. In my head, I was going to win. So was it a competition? Competition, yeah. Oh, yeah. who could stay on the longest? Who could stay on the longest, yeah. What was the prize? Um, I think it was $2,000 plus $100 of everyone's entry fee or $50 of everyone's entry fee. So there's maybe 40 riders. So it was a lot of money, maybe $4,000. Fucking hell. Um, For like, um, what, what's like a, a good time to be on? Well, eight seconds is what you've got to do. So okay, yeah. if you can stay on eight seconds, then after eight seconds, everyone gets judged on their finesse and how well they've done it. Oh, you know what I mean. So, but you've got to make the eight seconds. You got to make the eight seconds. But I thought I'm a strong, stocky lad. It can't be that hard. Good centre of balance. <laughs> know my way around cattle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, but then as it started getting closer and closer, I mean, for a week or two, I was I was pretty nervous. I was thinking about it every day. And I'd never rode a bull in my life. I'd had a go on a practice, uh, they call it a practice bull. It's mm. basically a barrel, a barrel on the end of a seesaw. And you sit on this barrel and you kind of get your hand in the position your hand's going to be and someone else rocks the back of the seesaw. Oh. And they say, if the bull goes this way, you throw your arm that way. And if it goes this way, so I'm like, right, okay, I kind of get oh, the, so this get the fundamentals your... of it. <laughs> so this is you learning the fundamentals <laughs> this is me learn, of... Yeah, on a barrel, on a seesaw. What a fucking bullshit way to and learn. Then, I know, I know. And then... I actually, on the day I rocked up, I told... It's a proper... Not professional, but they're proper full-size um, 
750, 900 kilo bulls. Yeah. And uh, I told a few people, I was like, oh, it's my first ride today. And people are like, they looked at me funny. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I've got to stop telling people this is my first ride. Because yeah. I think people are not going to let me ride because I don't think it's a done thing. Yeah. So I get so, there early. So, sorry, dude. So most of these guys... Like have done it like they've done it plenty of times, yeah, yeah, so yeah. And they've grown up on bulls. If um, they start off on like the young bull, the young calves when they're a kid, oh, then they go to the no. medium sized ones, the bullocks, and then they'll eventually progress to a full size bull. Yeah, which is what you're walking into, eh? Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God. Um, and so I get there early, and I'm kind of analysing. I go to the. This was the best part of the day. The build up was actually the best part, I think. So you, you stand behind the stalls. There was maybe ten thousand people at this rodeo. It's the first yeah. rodeo. Uh, in Australia that year because of COVID, so it was there was a big crowd, yeah. And um, oh, okay, so everyone's out like oh, yeah, yeah, time. yeah. And all the bulls were really fresh because they hadn't been used because they used the same bulls on the circuit all the time, mm. but these ones were really fresh because they hadn't been uh, ridden all year. Shit. Um, Does so that I, make it make them angrier? Or? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So how how do they get them to be that angry? Because they're really aggressive. Well, they actually they 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 put a band around their hind legs. They tighten yeah. it just before you go out. Okay. So that's why they're flicking their legs up because they've got this band around their waist. Oh, so they in their mind they just. But a good a good bull. You, you, you train these bulls for for bull riding, you know, and the, yeah. they're trained to buck. They're 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 bred to buck really high and really strong, and so they're not just not your normal bulls. They're they're trained. They're bred for this. Oh, so the bulls are actually just trying to get free of this band. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and you're the Posting of a bitch that's trying to stay on. Yeah. Fucking hell. Okay, sorry, man. Continue. So, um, yeah, so I, I get down there nice and early and I sit behind the stalls and it, it's all these proper yeehaw cowboys, you know. Yeah. Full gear. Um, Cowboy hair. Straw in the mouth. Chaps. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Oh, and um, I don't have any of the gear either, so I'm having to beg, steal, and borrow off everyone. And um, I'm just sitting there, like, for three or four hours just watching everyone, yeah. watching the little kids go out, watching the girls go out, just try to analyse what I can do, how can I do this? <laughs> and like, I, felt, I felt like I was just sucking in information left, right and centre, like, right, I've got this, I just need to do that, do that. And then there's, like, there's only like, in my class, there's maybe 10 bulls, so I had my little notepad out and I was like writing down like, okay, so that bull comes out the stalls that way normally. So if yeah. I get that bull, I know what way to throw my hand to begin with. Oh, okay. Anyway, my time, my time eventually comes and then... Yeah, you're, you're buzzing by this point. Your whole body's shaking and you're vibrating, and then yeah. you jump on on the bull and that feeling of just sitting on it, I'm feeling its heartbeat and it's rocking side to side. It's smashing your legs off the off the gates. Is this before they? This is before it. This is what. Yeah. So you're in like it's in like a little kind of gated section, mm, like a store. just just big enough for it to fit in and, and you. for you to get your legs down the side. Oh. Then they open that gate and it spins out. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, the gate opened and I lasted maybe three seconds of your lucky. <laughs> it was all over so quick and I was so devastated. I was like, fuck, I just want another go. What but you only you, get one go. Oh, what did you What did you think was going to happen there in your mind? Were I you thought like, I was going to stay on. Really? I thought I was going to win it, bro. In my head, I was I'm, I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this. It's not that hard. Holy I'm strong. All you need to do is hold on. I thought I'm strong enough. And you've got to kind of like, Grab your hand. You can only hold on with one hand. Your other hand has to be up in the air. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you basically got to sit on your hand. You, the, the, the bull's oh. got like a rope around its chest, mm. and you have to like try and pull that as tight as you can. So, then sit on your hand, and yeah. then. Yeah. So that's the only thing connecting you to this bull is this piece of rope. Yeah, yeah. That you're holding on to. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. So the guy in front of me, yeah. the guy in front of me got a horn in the rib. 
Oh. The guy after me got stood on. That's the biggest injury is getting stood on. Oh, okay. Uh, so the most common injury. I just fell off. I just fell off and I, I got away. No, oh, yeah, but the other guy fell off and it stopped. Yeah, him. yeah, the guy after me. The guy oh. before me got a horn in the chest and um, I got away scot free. Fuck. Did you, so who won like the money? Who? So, like I say, there was four. I didn't feel too bad in the end, I, although I was gutted to begin with. Mm. Because, like I say, I had um, there's people came, a lot of people came to watch me, and I was like, right, I need to put on a show here. <laughs> and even before I went out, they're like, right, here we go. I've got the Scotsman, Ruharid, Paul, and they got my name wrong. And uh, <laughs> but the crowd, were, I got the biggest cheer of the day because oh, really? uh, obviously they were all sitting over in the stands, drunk, um, yeah. and they'd obviously got a big crew of people around them to like mm. cheer when my name came out. And, oh. and then um, yes, yeah, so that kind of that kind of gave me a bit of confidence. What spurred me on, it helped, and then. Um, as soon as I came off, yeah, they stuck the microphone under my face, and I was I was completely buzzing. And they're like, "Right, you need to say something." I was like, "What do I say?" You know? Oh shit! Was but it, yeah, was it like television? Were there people um, like television people? It's there? a big rodeo, no? So like they have big screens everywhere. So oh, so you can see yourself. So you can see screens. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But none of this is put like on televised. Or no, no. I've got a video. I've got a video Brilliant. on my phone. Yeah. Oh, you need to send that to me. Yeah, yeah, bro. Damn. So you got a video of the whole thing. I got a video of my whole ride, the whole three seconds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the photo, the photo looks far better than the video. I'll tell you that. Oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah. a sick photo, man. Yeah, it's bro. Basically, you but if you show that to a bull rider, they're going to be like, they would laugh, laugh their head off. Oh, like, my yeah. whole body shape, my legs are like above <laughs> the bull, you know. You can literally tell my legs have just stayed in the same position, and oh, like it's just flicked you up, and you like it's basically like you're sitting upside down. Yeah, oh, that's much, crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm glad I've done it. Um, yeah. And then the plan was to do a few more, but um, yeah, it never transpired. So where was that? This was in Boddington. Boddington. It's about an hour and a half on the Albany Highway. Maybe an hour and a half outside Armadale. Dude, I never even knew they had bull riding. Like, in yeah, place. mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a sick day too. Mm. Sick day. Like there's a big disco after it. Disco. In inverted commas. And uh, <laughs> it's just full of yeehaws. I call them yeehaws. But it's just full of farmers and oh, everyone. Yeah. Any like real like... Um, People, people over, trying to over overly be like cowboys, like with the well, hat, the straw, like you know. Not you really. I mean, you can say that they're to you. They'd probably be overly trying to be a cowboy, but that is yeah. literally who they are. Mm. You know, especially when you get out west, when you get oh, sorry east. Mm. Um, but I mean, all like, so there's bull riding. There's um, the barrel racing when the horses have to run around the barrels. There's when they have to, there's um, lassoing where they have to lasso the calf. Yeah. Uh, Did you try that shit? No, I never, no, no. Oh, There's yeah. bronco riding. That, that that was even madder than the bulls, I think. The broncos is basically wild horses. Yeah. And they're doing the same as a bull, but on a wild horse. Oh, I think that's far scarier because... Did you do that? No, no, hell no. But oh. I was, I, I, that's what, I had the best view. I was sitting behind the stalls all day, so there'd be a bit bull riding on, and then the broncos would come out and ride the horses. And oh. I'm just, you're literally sitting in... in, in, in a, you're sitting on a gate, and all around you is cows and horses and bulls and... You know, it's just a hustle and bustle. There's more coming around. They're getting them ready. The next rider's getting on. It's such a amazing thing to have experienced. That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. But the Broncos are insane because if they if they kick you off and then you get double barreled off them, uh, so the you, like you get kicked in the air and then they'll kick you away from. Yeah, them. yeah. Or oh. some people that they, they were they were rearing up and the, the the actual horse was falling on top of the rider. Oh, you know, because you've got reins on them. Yeah, that's what happened to Christopher Reed. Eh? Like he fell Who's off. Christopher Reed. How fucking dare you, man? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Go on, elaborate. Nah. Tell me more. Christopher Reed's the original Superman. Like mm. the, the guy that... He, yeah, he did. He yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But you know what I'm talking about now, eh? Yeah, he broke his neck, didn't he? Not? Yeah, he fell yeah. off and then he was uh, wheelchair bound for mm-hmm. years and just passed away. We, we have a lot of people back home. It's big horse riding country where I come from. Big fox hunting country. My mum's mm. like secretary of the fox hunt. My whole family's... Why, in, why hunting foxes? Because they're a menace to the sheep. They kill the lambs. Oh, and they're, okay. they're, they're a pest. They're but for such a little dog... They're little oh, they'll dogs. do some damage. Hey. Yeah, especially if there's too many of them. That's, it's all population control. You're not trying to eliminate them. You're just oh, are they? Is it just overrun with fox? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Australia's the same. Australia's overrun with foxes now too. How did they get here, man? The like, British brought them to kill the rabbits that they also brought. Fucking British. Man. Yeah, man. And then the foxes and the, the foxes are number one killer. The foxes are your wild cats. They're the number one killer of native species. Are, are they native to Scotland though? Or were foxes they are. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, so they're always the native. red foxes. Yep. Will they um, will they hurt humans? Or they're too scared of us. No, say? they won't. No, there's been stories like r- random stories of them snatching babies and stuff. But oh. I, don't, I think it's all a bit. You, you get a lot of them in the, the cities, there's, in London and in the UK, all over the UK cities. There's um, you get a lot of uh, city foxes, and they'll rake your bins. And there's been the odd story of a fox creeping in a window and trying to snatch a baby. And oh, but, true. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man, because they're such a small dog, eh? Like yeah, 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 they are. I get what but you mean. Yeah, about but they'll, like, especially at lambing time, we all have all our lambs at one time of year, mm. in April time, and they'll take young lambs uh, willy-nilly. It's open season for them. Fuck. Yeah. So is it just a case of you following with the blood trail and then finding the, the body? Oh, it's, it's all about hounds. You, you, you all get on horses and chase them with hounds. Oh. Which yeah, a lot of people don't like nowadays, but um, yeah, you get a lot of people trying to sabotage the hunts and trying to stop them. And They're uh, pissed, right? Yeah, they're a pest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the fuck is wrong? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the same like with people and the sharks thing, eh? Yeah, man, yeah. Don't hurt the sharks. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they're going to fucking eat all of you. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Tell them what's up. Yeah, it's either the fox or the baby lambs. Take your pick. Someone's going to get eaten or yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah, Have you tried, have you, um, you know, when they kill foxes, right? They didn't, like, um, eat them or anything, do they? No, no, no. But on, on my very first hunt, I can remember my very first hunt as maybe 12-year-old, mm. um, maybe even younger. We, we got a fox, that the hounds uh, chased down a, a fox and, and people say, oh, the hounds, it's, it's so uh, it's awful that the hounds chase down this animal and the hounds will kill it in a second. Oh, you know, if you've okay, got a pack so of hounds, they'll rip it apart in a second. Also, the hounds actually kill them, eh? Well, they're not meant to nowadays. They've brought in new rules that you're actually meant to just use the hounds to flush the fox out and then you're meant to have guns. So say you've got a forest here in, in the middle, you're yeah. meant to go in one side with the horses and hounds, flush the fox out onto the other side, and you're meant it. to have guns on the other side. But oh. you you try telling a pack of hounds not to kill a fox once they're onto the scent of it. Fucking hell, man! You can't stop them. That's that, what they're bred for. That makes no sense at all. Do yeah. you want to die by a hound or me shooting your head off? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess it's over quicker if you get shot. Well, but that's, well, that's what I'm saying. A, a pack of hounds will rip a fox apart in seconds. I'll kill it in seconds. Mm. But a gun, you might miss. You might you might just get one pellet in the hind leg. It might go off injured. Yeah, there's, there's pros and cons for both sides of the story. Mm. So you're um, saying about your first hunt? Oh yeah, so um, yeah, we um, they 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 cut off the tail of the fox and um, I tie it to the back of my saddle and I ride with the fox tail on my saddle for the rest of the day. Yeah, and then I, you take that tail home and you kind of I can't remember what you put it in. Is it? It's not formaldehyde. It's you kind of pickle it basically. Yeah, I've still got that tail hanging on the end of my bed. But oh home. really? Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that like your? Um, it's like your souvenir, almost your trophy. It's like your trophy. Yeah. 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 But the, the beautiful thing about hunting is, like I was telling you about all these dikes that we've got back home, mm. 
they all have like jumps built into them. Every like side of the dike will have a little jump built into it. Okay. So yeah. once you a wooden jump, so once you get onto the scent of a fox, that's the beautiful thing about hunting. You just follow the scent. You, you just follow the hounds. Mm. So you can literally cover caves and caves and caves of ground. You don't know where you're going to end up, and you just jump from field to field, through rivers, up hills, through forests. And just following this hound chasing yeah, yeah, a fox. Yeah. And every farm, so the, the hunting season might last for 12 weeks, uh, maybe even longer. And every farm in the area, oh, they'll host a hunt. Uh-huh. So they'll host it and they put on drinks for everyone. They put on a marquee for everyone because you're doing them a favour. They're coming to your farm to help eradicate the foxes yeah, on your farm. So they just make an event of it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So every Saturday, and they have Tuesday hunts too, which aren't as big every mm. Saturday. And everyone gets dressed up in tweed and... It sounds very posh, but trust me, it's not. Not, not where I come from. The more south you go, it gets a bit posher, but yeah. up here it's just a just an excuse to get out riding and socialising. Oh, shit. So how many hunts have you been on, man? Oh, me maybe. See, I, I, I got into, I've maybe hunted um, until I hit about 17, then I got into rugby instead and went down that route. Oh, okay. So maybe, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 hunts. That's so my mum's done lot, it. My mum's done it since she was a, a kid, and she's now secretary of the hunt. And oh, my okay. granddad was huntsman, and we've got the hunt kennels on my uncle's farm. That's where all the, 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 all the hounds stay. And they yeah. all stay in these big kennels, and um, so they're right into it. So she's she's probably done over a thousand hunts, two thousand. Do you know the hounds that you guys have? Like yeah. you breed them to hunt, right? Obviously, yeah. yeah. Now, do, are they are they good um, domesticated pets? Like if, like you saw my dog, eh? Yeah, they, no, it's nothing like that. These are kept in in outdoor kennels, and oh, they so stink. They, they stink in, like stinky. So, uh, but but I mean, if you were to take one into a house and treat it, like, would they? Well, so to begin, every year they have puppies. They have like a new breed yeah. of puppies. Do they bite people? Are they? No, no, they're very friendly. They're so oh, friendly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But every every year we'll have um, like a, a new set of puppies are born, and every farm will take a puppy in. Mm. So they'll look after the puppy till it gets to six months. Mm. Then they'll give it back to the hunt, oh. and then they'll train it up to be a hound. And then, but after that, and I actually think they actually do, once they get past their age, they're working dogs, yeah. once they get past a certain age, they are shot. Or they're... Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, they're like greyhounds, kind of. Dang. So you can see there's a bit controversy there. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, people, Animal rights. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly, yep. Shit. So, so what, now, nowadays, you can't tell anyone where your hunt's going to be. Like, you can't tell, like, it used to be advertised in the paper, the hunt will be at Fallside Farm this week. Now you can't do that because you get all these, they call them saboteurs. Oh. They'll, they're, they're your greenies, they're your, they'll turn up and they'll um, try and, they, they bring their own horns, because we use horns to control the hounds. Mm. They'll bring their own horns to confuse the hounds. Or oh. they'll put down fake, fake scent to confuse the hounds. They'll do everything they can to disrupt the hunt. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a mad world. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but that's just the way but, of life out there, yeah, bro. But I mean, if, if they've done that for centuries. Well, they have, yeah. And it is needed. It is needed. You, has, you have mm. to control them one way or another. So what's the lifespan, life expectancy of a hound? Oh, probably six, seven years, I'm guessing. And if, if you were to leave them like um, leave them alone, like, like, like let's say if one was taken as a pet, domesticated. Don't get me wrong, people will do that, but not yet. The majority of them will. Will be put down. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Like how long... Would they usually live a normal in a oh, normal just like life. a normal dog, maybe twelve years, fifteen, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, I've never really seen a hound like yeah, um, in real life. Like I've never yeah, they're, they're big dogs, big floppy ears on them. Mm. You'll know uh, them when you see them. They're kind of speckly. They've got like patches on them, brown, black. Like you ever seen the fox and the hound? The, 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 yeah, um, I've the, s- like I've seen them on movies and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that, the fox and the hound, the life. Disney film. That's exactly what it is. That kind of dog. Mm. And they just made to fucking kill foxes. Yeah, but they're friendly. Dogs are like any dog, you know. They're so friendly with humans. And then 
Yeah. It's, it's actually a man's job. The huntsman, that's his full-time job, is to take care of the hounds and he'll exercise them every morning. You, you go down the road in the morning on a Tuesday, Wednesday morning, even when you're in the off-season, yep. he'll be out on his little bicycle with a pack of maybe 100 hounds behind him, just going along the road, exercising them. They're like dogs, they need walked every day like any other dog. Shit, but they're, like, they're not on leads or anything, no, they're no, just no. following this yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh, and even when if you've been hunting one day, like they'll, they'll try and round up all the hounds at the end of a day, they'll try and round them all up and put them in like a big um, horse trailer. Yeah. But uh, you'll find dogs that uh, not some of them don't come home when you call them, and then they'll, they'll end up finding their way home. They'll end up walking home themselves, and you'll just see a lone hound walking along the road, yeah, work uh, making his way back to the kennels on his oh, own. Oh fuck! So every area has their own hunt. So I come from a, a little town called Jed Forest. They've got their own hunt, so mm. they hunt maybe within like a twenty. K radius of the town mm-hmm. uh, the township and then like there'll be another hunt that has a, the other area and then there'll be another hunt that has the other area so the whole, of U- the whole of the UK is every every bit of land is covered by a hunt they've all so they've all there's like maybe 500 hunts in Scotland 500 oh, different groups it's crazy man yeah. and your, your mum is the president for she's a secretary, secretary. She's a, yeah yeah but yeah. she's so into it she, she lives and breathes horses and that's and then awesome, in the off season yeah. when you're not hunting, you have things called uh, point to points, which is basically horse racing, mm-hmm. and it, but it's all with uh, hunting horses. Yeah. So it's like they, they have like their own. Um, oh, so racing them. Yeah, but there's fences. It's like they jump fences because they're always jumping fences out hunting. Yeah. Okay. They, 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 they turn it into like a sport in the off season where it's horse racing. Oh. And so all the all the horses are put to use that it's way, and it's just yeah. a big community of people too. It's. Uh. Well, like how, man, like. What a difference in life, eh? I know, bro. Like, know. you've come from that to this. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad I had that. I mean, I couldn't imagine my life without that. That is what's made me me. And yeah, yeah. Have you done any hunting here? I've been pigging mm. with what? a gun. Hunting pigs, like? Yeah, in Queensland, yep. So what, in the back of a ute? Uh, back of a ute, yep, yep. I've oh. not done it with the dogs. I've, I've seen it done with dogs. Um, in, in New Zealand, bro, like, really hilly? Yeah, like yeah. It's hills, yeah. man. You're, you're climbing for days up down, up, down, up, down, bang, you get one, yeah. you got to carry that motherfucker back, bro. <laughs> bro. Yeah, you've got to be fit to do it. Oh, but some of the boys that, um, they don't look like they're, they don't look like they're fit. Yep. Like, you know, they got bellies and they're burly, they're thick dudes, but they live in that bush, man. Mm-hmm. They're made for it, eh? Like, they'll, they'll walk for days up and down these hills and the yeah, bush, yeah, they yeah. know where they're going, they will never get lost. Because you can pay um, to go on these hunts, like with these guys that live in the forest, right? Yeah, right. They take you and then they make you carry it back. And it's part of like... Um, and can you eat the boar, can you? Is it good to eat? Yeah, it's good to eat. Yeah. Like I know out here you can't always eat them because there's a lot of worms yeah, in them. Yeah, worms. Depends what type of season it is. I think if, it, if it's dry season, you can't eat them. Mm. And if it's wet season, you can't eat them. It's to do with what they're eating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've, yeah. I've never been hunting here and I've, I haven't been hunting back at home, but I've heard, like I've seen videos. Yeah, you look like a hunter, bro. I could nah. see you hauling a pig over the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably take two steps and fall over and just like... <laughs> I'll probably Uber eat some fucking you, uh, KFC or something. You like Cameron Haynes on... Uh, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, he's a ma- he? he's an animal for it. He's, yeah, um, yeah. His arrow shooting, eh? He's like a marathon runner. He's, everything, all his fitness is um, hunting. Based, based off hunting. Based around hunting, hunting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that that's a skill in itself, man. Like that, and it's a lifestyle as well, eh? Yeah, exactly, yep. But fucking hell, he's practising... Um, Using the bow, bow and yeah, arrow. yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. You got to be so close for that. I man. know, I know. Um, I know someone. I know someone personally that has guns, and he was like, I asked him, "We should, you should take me hunting with you, man." One time, he's like, 
and, and I said, um, do you use bow and arrows or, you know, do you use spears? Like, you know, just jokingly. And he goes, nah, I just fucking drive mm-hmm. drive right up to it with my gun, bang, throw it in the boot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, fucking what? That's yeah, not mate. hunting, man. You get a lot of boys like that in Queensland. It's that flat and there's a lot of roos out there and pigs. They just get the ute and they just thrash the ute and then they'll just have a pistol. Some of them had pistols. Some of them had like shotguns. Just one-handed out the window. Fuck. Oh, because it's all flat. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no skill in that, really. I mean... Nah, I've I mean, just blasted animals for the sake of blasting them. Yeah, but if they're pissed, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's the same as Scotland here. Yeah, because um, uh, water buffalo up in um Darwin. Yep. Apparently, a pissed there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the um, Outback Ringer? It's um, is that a movie? The same problem. No, it's a TV series. It's the same problem. It's the water buffalo and the feral, the feral bulls up in the territory. They're all, they're, no. they're ruining the water holes, they're disrupting the, the way of life for the native animals. Mm. So they literally go up there, and they do it with the water buffalo and the bulls. They, they have these uh, land cruisers, yeah. but they take the roofs off them, and they've got this grab on, they've got this hydraulic grab on the side of them. And, so um, fuck, like a grabber, like... Um, like, a, like a pincer, like grabs yeah. them by the neck. So is it like a big version of that little, that handheld thing that picks up rubbish? You know Pretty how, much, you know exactly. That That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Just to pick, so people yeah, can Yeah, yeah. So they, what they do is they drive along beside these bulls out in the scrub, and they'll get $1,500 a bull, and they might catch a thousand a season. And they actually catch these bulls, and then they take them down to the stations, the south of the territory. And, and just cash in. yeah. But it's a funny story, I actually know someone who knows like, the guys that do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, this guy's insane. What he does, he comes down to Perth once a year. Mm. He buys uh, brand new Land Cruisers. Not brand new, he buys like three, four-year-old Land Cruisers. Yeah. What That's, he does... Uh, he, th- he, those he, Land Cruisers will still be like... Well, he goes up north, he's got this guy who takes the, the bodies off them. He pays like five grand to take the bodies off them. Yeah. He puts these old shitty bodies on them. Yeah. With no carb, no like uh, roof or nothing. Yeah. And he, he'll use them for the whole season. You'll thrash them. These things will be tipped sideways. If you look at the videos of um, Outback Ringers, uh, you'll see what I mean. These bulls like knock the utes over. They're mad. Holy and um, what he'll, he'll do is he'll use the, the, the Land Cruisers for a whole, a whole season. Yeah. And then he'll take the body off them. Yeah. Put the, the, the new body back on, the body that he took off. Yeah. He'll, he'll drive them down to Perth and sell them on. Oh, fuck. For the same price he bought them for. Oh, you know, and people fuck. are so oblivious. They, they would never think... People will say to a Perth man, oh, you know, that ute's never been off-road in its life. And he'll say, no, not really. But then little does he know it was out bush in the territory. Getting you know? smashed Getting by a fucking sm- bull and shit. <laughs> so, like, so he'd take the, the new body off and put the old body, like an old body. He's bro- got like these bodies that he just uses. They're all smashed to hell. And does he mount that pincer thing on it? Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I mean. It's got the pincer thing on the side of it, yeah. So, and what, do they just drive up to the next to the fucking thing and that pincer just grabs them? Yeah, pretty much by the neck, yeah. And they'll slowly come to a halt. If you watch the videos, bro, I'll tag you in some. I'll send oh, you the link. Oh, yeah, take me. Send it's me the insane, link. man. So, it's what insane. is it called again? Just the the the, 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 the the documentary series is called Outback Outback Ringers. Outback Ringers, and yeah. it's people in Perth or in no? It's up in the territory. It's like a Kananara way. It's like yeah. um, it's like in your wetlands, in like your tropical um, territory lands, like uh, oh. just below Darwin, that, those kind of big cattle areas. And where you've got all these feral cows because there's no fences or nothing. It's just feral cows oh. that escaped from farms and then yeah. they became feral and. And they get fifteen hundred a cow. Yeah, yeah, that's, pro- that's probably the going rate. Yep, Shit. or beef. Yeah, are there teams of people doing this? Oh or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. A lot of native blokes and a lot of uh, ringer blokes. They'll, they'll hire people for the season. You can get a job doing it if you wanted. But it's, you're living out in the bush for three, four, five months on end. But you, you'll get paid good money for it. But it's, it's a wild life. Flies would be tarantulas. Oh, tarantula. yeah. Flies. Eh? Yeah. Oh. 
shit, man. I can't. But it'd be beautiful to be up there. That's why I kind of want to go up there. Um, yeah. I want to go up to Kananara and Darwin, all those areas for just the the start of the dry season because all the waterfalls are still running. You know, all that water mm. still pumping from the wet season. It'll be an amazing life to live for. X amount of time. I'm still like, holy shit! There's teams of people that go out and just find. Yeah, these. yeah, yeah. Well, it's a humane way of doing it. I mean, there's money to be made. I, I Do mean, they? So they don't kill them at all. They just grab them by the next load. Yeah, down and they'll take and them down to a station down south, and they'll get sold on. Um, they'll get sold to a station, and then they'll they'll sell them on, or they they might just take them straight to market. I don't know. Oh. If they're fat enough, they'll just take them straight to market for uh, ribeye steaks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. We've talked a lot about like um, <laughs> killing, <laughs> uh, killing animals and fucking. Well, at least, but yeah, with them at least you're, they're making money. If there's money to be made, people will make money. I mean, they're even talking nowadays about there's that many roos out there like profiting off kangaroos and making that like a natural meat of Australia. Like we need mm. to eat more kangaroo. We've got this sustainable meat, yeah, in the country that no one seems to eat. Everyone wants beef, but why not just eat the native animals? Mm. Same again. A lot of people won't agree with it. Uh, but like the wild horses in um, like uh, Kosciuszko and over uh, yeah. New South Wales, mm. and they just shoot them out of helicopter. They just blast them because they are the same again. They're disrupting the the native yeah. way of life. They just same like with deer in Tasmania. Same yeah. with deer in New Zealand, probably. Yeah, yeah. Excess deer. Eh? Yeah, I think it is. Yep. Yeah. Like man, you can, man, you could just shoot as many as you want. <laughs> you could, bro. You could. Like every day for like three years. Yeah, I, so yeah. I think that was like what someone said, and you wouldn't even make a dent in, no, in no. The, um, their population because they were pissed. Yeah, but Crazy for that. Uh, you've got camels, you've got wild cats, wild cats decimating the local you know, native species. I, I did not know camels were here until until people would start talking yeah. about it. Didn't they? You see my video of the camel? Nah. I've put a video on Instagram. I was oh. looking through my photos, it was three years ago. I came across a camel. But people eat camel, eh? Yeah, yeah, I think they do, yep, yep. I've never had it. I've never had camel either. Uh. Dude, you know the weirdest thing? What's the what's the weirdest meat you've eaten, like a weirdest animal? Uh, I've ate crocodile. I've had crocodile jerky before. Oh, yeah, what'd you I mean, Yeah, it was nice. I've had ostrich before. Ostrich, oh, I haven't had ostrich, but no. I've, I've had... Or oh, sorry, emu. Oh, okay, what'd you think? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was a game, eh, but it was nice. Um, I've had crocodile as well, but in a restaurant, you know, like... The, yeah, I yeah. I haven't had it. Had, did you have it in the Outback? I had a jerky. I had, like, a homemade jerky, crocodile jerky. What was it like? Chicken? Yeah, it was nice. It just tasted like... Like like what jerky normally tastes like. I I, it, was over, it was obviously over-seasoned. Not over-seasoned, but it obviously... Seasoned the hell out of mm. it. Have you eaten horse before? No. I've Snails, actually. Sorry, on you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Because, um, like, a couple of months ago, I had a friend. There's a friend of mine that um, does a lot of uh, big, like, big feeds for people, like, you know, in the Pacific Island community in Perth. Yeah. And I'm good friends with him. And um, he, he sent me a picture once of this big fucking slab of meat and I was like holy shit and he was like dude do you want this man like he because he was trying to get rid of it and I was like oh oh yeah is that like man that looks like a good cut of um of beef or whatever and he goes no nah, it's a fucking horse leg and I was like oh <laughs> I don't know how I feel about eating horse bro yeah but then you think about it eh? well it's ingrained in us that horses are uh, yeah these well, like uh, like dude, on the equivalent same equivalent as dogs you know you can't eat yeah, them yeah but then like it's a fucking there's a cow like you know yeah, man, exactly, we eat that all exactly. day you know and if you treat a cow like a horse, they're, they're pretty similar, really. If you were to treat a cow as nice as you treat your horse, if you were to comb its mane every day, and mm. you could you could ride them, you can ride cows if you you can break them in like a horse. They're not as comfy to ride, but they're yeah. the exact same in a sense, you know. Mm. Horses have got a bit more wisdom in them, I think, a bit more something in there. Yeah. But but why do we fucking farm and fuck up cows, man? Yeah, exactly. And chickens, no one gives a fuck about chickens. Oh, bruh. you know. <laughs> but chickens are just like little dinosaurs, aren't they? Little, there's something not. 
They are they are a bit more creature mm. than I tell you who loves eating chicken, bro, is my dog. Yeah. If I, I thought I, I joked to my wife all the time about getting a, a pet chicken. Because <laughs> my dog's really friendly with other pets. Like yeah, he could, right. We could have a cat and he'll look at the death and um, and just like we could probably have a rat and he'd look at the death. And, <laughs> and, I, and I think, because we feed him a lot of chicken, like chicken yeah, right. products as well. And I joked to her about we should get a pet chicken and see what he does. Yeah, bro. I think he'll sniff it and look at it and think, hmm. Something familiar about you. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Why, why are you tasty? But you're walking around talking. Yeah, mm. it's ingrained in them, I think. Yeah, Even if yeah. they, it takes them a week or two, that chicken's not going to last. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, he, he, I think he'll just keep it around just so it can have babies so he have more food to yeah, eat. Yeah, a smart dog would do that. <laughs> he seems like a smart dog. He's funny, man. He's a good dog. Rescue dog, eh? We're thinking about getting a buddy for him. Yeah. Like rescuing another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Because the, um, the kennels in there are overflowing at the moment. Yeah, right. Yeah, man, it's so crazy, man. People people take on puppies that they can't look after, mm, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the story is like they'll get puppies, they can't look after them, or they grow too big for the, you know, or they're, they're bigger than what I expected, so they take it back, take it to the pound. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. People don't realise what goes into yeah, a dog. Man. It's a big commitment. And now, like, this, these kennels are all overflowing, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, and and if they people don't realise if they don't get um, homed, like, forever, then... Uh, they get put down, man. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's a sad, sad state of affairs, mate. Yeah, man. But yeah, everyone wants that puppy. They want the puppy and they want that little fluffy puppy and to yeah. watch it grow. And Until it grows into a fucking 80 kilo dog. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck. Have you had pets before, though? Just on the farm, basically. The, 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 mm. Yeah, the, the farm pets. And we always had uh, sausage dogs back home. Oh, yeah. You didn't really. They were my mum's, but back on the farm, you can just—it's not as intensive as living having a city dog. Like you've got mm. to walk every day, and yeah, yeah. in the farm, you just let them open the door and let them run around. And did, did like um, because you you've like um butchered cows and stuff like that yeah, before. Yeah, did yeah. that change your view on having a pet man or at not all? Really, no. Was it easy? Just like we're going to eat that dude. You're my friend. You know. Well, like, you know what yeah, I mean? and I think everyone. I think if you're going to eat meat, I think everyone should see that process of mm. killing an animal. And, mm. and then butchering it and seeing the process and seeing what you're actually eating and everyone's so uh, disattached from their food mm. I think if you're going to eat meat you should do that at least once in your life I think it should be yep. they should do it at school maybe I don't know this is where your mm. meat comes from true this is life this is um, it doesn't just appear on the shelves but the truth is man that's not how what happens to your food eh? they, you know like it's not as cut and dry as you butchering it you know because you've got like you said, we're all this, we're not we're not attached to our food, right? Yeah, we're so it's so far um, from the truth that it's fucked. Like you, you had a relationship with this thing, you raised it, you killed it, you know, and yeah, yeah. you know where it's going. But what happens with us is we buy this like kilo of mints from the shops. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You don't fucking know where that came from. No, no, and it's like mass produced, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what it is, man. Yeah, these things are bred just to feed us. Even you might buy a ten dollar chicken out. Um from Woolies. From Woolies, and then you might eat a little bit of it, leave it in the fridge for a few days and throw it out. Like that's yeah. a, such a slap in the face to yeah. that animal. You know, that animal grew up and then you're just mm. not you're not even gonna eat it. You're not even gonna give it the, the respect and the privilege of eating yeah. it. You just throw it in the bin. Yeah, man. Mm. Do you you know when you butcher when you've butchered before, did you guys use everything? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially back home, but like I used to love it when my mum and dad would butcher an animal and we'd eat, the next day you'd have the liver, the kidney, the heart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I used to love that. You'd have that with your fry up in the morning with yeah, your bacon ooh. and eggs. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. Some potatoes with that. Ooh, yeah, bro, yeah. beautiful. 
I've never had like a, I've I've liver is a weird one. Eh? Oh, liver! I love liver. But yeah, I mean, if you cook if it rightly, you just need to cook it very gently. Mm. Don't don't overcook it. Just slow. That's exactly what I was about to say. Because if you if you cook it wrong, which is real easy to do, like yeah, it stinks yeah. and it's gross and. Uh, I've learned that with a lot of things. Like the slower you cook it, the, the better it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's the same with most foods. Mm-hmm. You put it on a low heat. Maybe because we don't like things tasting like rubber. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and liver's very easy for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Very true, man. But yeah, we'd always have um, a lamb in the freezer back home. We, so what we would do, like back home, you, every every so often you'll get a lamb born with like maybe a, one leg. Yeah. Or maybe it's got some kind of deformity, kind yeah. of hobbles, and you can't send them to market. The market only want pristine animals. Mm. They don't want anything that's a bit disabled. Or yeah. So we'd, we'd just grow them. We'd keep them ones in the paddock. And the trick is, if you're going to be a farm animal, be one that's slightly messed up. Then you're going to okay. live a longer life. You know, yeah. you're going to live that special little so this life. Is, this is for all the farm animals listening. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Tune in. Tune <laughs> in. Oh, so what, like, so this one had a deformity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you're going to, even t- on the same uh, theme, if, if the runts, if you're going to be a runt, then you're mm. probably better off being a runt because if you're a big, strong lamb and you fatten up really quick, you're going to go to market in three, four months. Yeah. But if you're a runt, you're going to live for a year before you're ready to go to market. Oh, okay. But anyway, and, and back in the ones with deformities, yeah, we would um, they would be the ones that we would take to the local butcher, or my, someone would come around to the farm and butcher them, butcher them, or my mm-hmm. dad would do it, and then um, they'd be the ones that we ate and kept in the freezer. Oh shit! But the meat's still fine, but this, the market don't want them. Mm. Just because of that missing leg. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe they've got a missing eye or something like that. What's the worst deformity you've seen on a farm? Oh, I've seen a lot, bro. Um, you've had lambs born with. Three heads and eight legs, mm. and had lambs born. What eight legs? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's like they're like Siamese almost. Oh, you know, okay. um, and they'll, they'll live they'll live for a few hours or a few days. Um, oh, we you get sheep that when they're lambing, they're, say they're um, say they're a, a, a first time lamber, they've never had a lamb before. Mm. They've got they're quite tight, and then um, they'll be pushing that hard. The lambs that big, that they'll push all the. Um, all their intestines will come out, they'll prolapse. Oh. Sometimes their eyes might come out their head. Oh, damn. Bro, we've had lambs that are so big they won't come out. I'm trying to pull it out the U, and you'll snap the lamb's neck, and you've literally got to get a knife and um, cut the lamb apart in the sheep's womb or vagina, whatever way you want to put it, yeah. and pull it out in sections. Oh. You have sheep that um, maybe they've had a maybe their lamb might get knocked. It might get knocked in the in the field or the, the shed, oh, and, and it'll the kill the lamb. But the lamb will stay in the ewe, and the lamb will go rotten. And then the smell of that is insane. And you've got to does it kill the mum? Well, if you don't get the lamb out quick enough, once you realise you've got a rotten lamb in there, mm. you've got to you've got to get that lamb out, or else it'll poison the ewe and poison the bloodstream. But you, you're pulling like this um, lamb that's been incubated for a week. It's been dead, and it's, it's stinking. It's rotten. You're pulling out legs are falling apart. The necks just coming off. It's oh, yeah. We've had we have all sorts, mate. Lambs are born just with no legs and a head and. Lambs have had one that was born with no bones. It was obviously dead, but just a just a little boneless do, lamb. Do you guys know why they come out deformed, or is it just? Oh, not really. It's just no. I mean, no. I mean, if you're having oh, four thousand lambs in a lambing time, a lambing season, then you're gonna have some that are yeah, yeah, I like see. humans, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but oh yeah, okay, yeah, true. I get you. We only get deformed if we um breed. 
same bloodline, right? Yeah, I mean, you you, you try to avoid that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no farmer wants to have um, unhealthy lambs. So yeah, you, you have a system where you know what lambs have been covered by what ram. Oh yes. And then that ram won't be able to cover the offspring, and but yeah, you do have systems in place. Fuck deformities, man. Oh man, know, so you've uh, fucking seen everything, eh? Yeah, so you see a lot, man. It's like it's a good learning experience growing up on a farm. I, I would say that. I mean, you do see it all. You, you do build up. Yeah, you see a lot. You see it. You, you build up empathy. You build up uh, toughness to these kind of things, and mm. yeah, it does. I think it does help you. It's good to see. Have you um? Have you so? You, have you hunted roos here? Um, roos? No, I've not hunted roos. No, no, I've I, no. Cause I heard like oh, someone was telling me that like um there's farms of them, but certain seasons like what we're talking about, like when you kill them, they're full of worms, so you can't eat it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is that just intestinal worms? Uh yeah, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, yeah, it's all to do with the diet they're eating, and like even with roos and especially with wild pigs, if if it's the dry season and they can't get enough food, they'll start eating. Cows do this the same. Cows will actually do this. They will eat um other animals. They they'll eat the bones of other animals and. Oh, uh, that's where they're getting the, the worms and stuff from oh. they're, they're eating dead animals Cows are mad for that, I couldn't believe it I never knew that until I came out here like If a cow's that hungry, it'll, it'll seek nutrients in, in its dead comradres Shit, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah Damn Yeah, I can't remember what they call it But they call is it, that, oh. well, cannibal, like, well, some There's a name for it, yeah um, No, it's not going to come to me You know, technically that's what we do if like humans would probably do that. If yeah, definitely. Yeah, eat. yeah. But a cow, you would think a cow is a vegetarian or a herbivore. Mm, very true, because they're eating grass. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. That all day. But there's obviously something in them that they know there's nutrients in the bones, but it's also going to mess up their guts a little bit too. Oh fuck. Yeah. Do you did you ever there there was a movie um just talking about cannibalism where um there was an airplane flight. Yeah, it's a true story though. Yeah, that it's you a know friend, it's a rugby team, is it not? I think it was man. It was like the. I'm gonna and say like, oh, someone. It was a big rugby team. Like it was like a Tonga or a Fiji or like a. It was a big enough rugby team that they're on the world stage. I'm sure. But this was a really old movie, bro. Yeah, and and this happened back story. in the sixties or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. With a plane crashed in the middle of like nowhere. And, yeah, yeah. And they were stranded there, and they like people started dying, and then they sort of looked around. There was no food, so yeah, they started yeah, eating, yeah. eating the dead bodies. Eh. Yeah, I think oh. they actually might have killed one too. I think they might have killed someone. He was going to die anyway, but they killed him because. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. I've got to find out what movie that is. Eh? Yeah, I've never seen the movie, but I know the story. I know it's a true story. Yeah, so you know which which one I'm talking about. Yeah, eh? yeah, 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 yeah. They used to air it when I was a kid. I think like I think it did happen in the yeah, 60s. Yeah, yeah, eh? yeah. Because I remember watching it in the nineties, so and thinking, "Fucking hell, they're eating people." Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. But, but what would they do in that situation? Mm. Life or death. Very true, very yeah. true. And if you can get some life out of someone that's dead, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. But you know the funny thing is, they started eating like uh, the first part they went for to eat was the was the buttocks, eh? Because it's the oh, biggest really? muscle group. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a funny thing because people talk about eating ass now. <laughs> <laughs> At least even when you're dead, you're gonna get your arse eaten. <laughs> Not a bad way to go, is it? Oh, fucking crack up, man. <laughs> you, you're up and like, you, your spirit's watching that, man. You're eating my fucking ass, <laughs> damn it. Bastards. Shit. Uh, bro, like two and, a, two and a bit hours, man. You want to really? wrap this up? Yeah, go for it, mate. That's yeah, a man. quick two and a half hours. Bro, that went like nothing. Oh, eh? I know, I know. Um, dude, uh, like I started asking people questions, eh? Like yep. at the end of um the podcast. So 
what I want to ask you is just some advice. Like, what would you advise? Like, if someone was coming from another country and they wanted to do what you're doing, what would you advise? Like, if someone wanted to travel Australia, what advice would you give them? Um, just take the leap of faith. Um, it's going to work out. You're capable of far more than you think you are. And life's far more easy than you think it is. And yeah, um, you can do whatever the hell you put your mind to. You're capable of anything. Um, mm. If you put your mind to it, and yeah, just don't be scared. Just have a go, have a crack. What's the worst that can happen? Only beautiful things can happen. I mean, there's so much to see. And oh, I'll say one thing: like if you're from Scotland, you'll come over here, and the colours will blow your mind. I mean, the blues, the oranges. That, that's the one thing that scares me about going back home is going back to that grey, that grey dull dreek. Um. Yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't. That's what scares me the most because it's so beautiful out here. And anyway, life's so beautiful and just have a crack and have a go and yeah, yeah. you have nothing to lose. I Only good things can come. Man, that's some good advice, bro. Yeah. People are scared of failing. Yeah, and people are scared of the unknown. And mm. I was scared of the unknown at one point. Um, but now the unknown excites me and the, the unknown exhilarates me. And, it, you know, and my whole mindset's changed. I crave the unknown. Yeah. Whereas before yeah. I used to be scared of it, you know? Mm, very true. Yeah. Yeah. Your whole mindset can change and will change. And yeah. You'll do nothing but thank yourself. Yeah. Awesome, man. Dude, we'll leave, we'll leave people with that, eh? Yeah. So when will I see you again, man? Um, You will see me. You'll see me in three months, bro. I'll, I'll do the... Um, I'll do another one in three months. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened in Margaret River. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come back a big hippie with dreadlocks. And Don't do that, man. No, I'm joking. Uh, did you cut your hair? Oh, I did. I had to, yeah. Oh, why did you do that, man? I know, bro. I know. It was getting too long, too messy. Then when I went to the beach, it was all getting all salty and tangled. Mm. Did you like it, did you? Yeah, like, wow, I liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. damn yeah. it. I'm quite, doing it quite, for you. Quite the dashing, you know, <laughs> young man you are, sir. Yeah, we'll get it back, mate. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, man, but thanks for your time. We'll we'll, we'll um get together for another one. Thank anyway. you, brother, definitely. Man, I'm going to miss you, bro. I'll miss you too, bro. But you'll, we'll still be in touch Yeah, too, I'm um, never too far away, mate. I'll keep you up to date. Mm. Dude, send me those videos, man. I will. Um, what, what have we got to cover? We've got um, uh, the, uh, Outback Al Ringers. Yeah, Outback Ringers. Tristone Dykes. We've seen them already. Mm. Might be a few others in there. I'll remember them. <laughs> <laughs> and anything else that comes and to that, my mind? That, and that Boddington bull riding. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thanks for your time, brother. Lovely. Thank you, brother. Yeah. You don't, you don't hear this, eh? I hear it now. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for you, bro. Yeah, it's another one. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>